Wow. This episode, we are going to drop into all things NFC. We're going to hit it with your Super Bowl champion Rams and work it all the way through. To the bottom uh, feeders. Oh, my gosh. There's there, a lot more this year than last year. There, Yeah, there are some garbage teams that we're going to discuss today. Um, but there's a lot of teams that are right in the middle. That's what we discovered. A lot of it, good discussion. It, there's a lot of teams that are going to contend. And I think that's that was the big thing. The NFC is pretty open and uh, and you see a lot of possibilities and rosters that are uh, pretty well shaped yeah. in a lot of these teams. A lot of what if scenarios here, yeah, though, I, for sure. I do think that it's kind of funny to see how like the NFC is the you know super popping conference, and now the AFC is super popping, vice versa. But I think that, the NFC is a little slept on. Yeah, that dichotomy definitely showed itself. You know, looking yeah. at the win loss that we're expecting from a lot of these teams, um, are there really elite teams? in the NFC. That's a question we're going to answer today. And uh, we're going to walk through uh, that wild card situation. Uh, are there six teams that could be vying for wild card spots? We think so. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk you through each of those, uh, discuss a lot of injury uh, issues around the league uh, and talk through all those uh, camp battles uh, and how those things are shaping up with a lot of the rookies and update you on rosters. So yeah. thanks for listening in. This is going to be worth your time. Buckle Hope you're up. on an awesome drive somewhere and uh, we'll go cruise with you for the next two and a half hours. Let's do it. Welcome to Sportsify with Matt Novak and Grant Hawker for the special edition NFC preview. Welcome into this special episode as we preview the NFC West. Uh, it's great that we're doing this today because some stuff has already happened. Uh, tomorrow is actually cut down day. We're, we're taping this on Monday. Um, I just said taping like that's a relevant term. Recording. We're recording this on Monday, uh, the August 29th. Um, and uh, I, before we d- jump into all this stuff, and we're going to start right with the NFC West. So we're going to get to the, the ramifications N- of this in a moment. We're doing the entire NFC this episode. But probably the longest drama that we have seen play out in a quarterback scenario in a fat minute ended today. Yeah. Possibly. Which is weird. Maybe. We don't even know, technically. So... This afternoon, Jimmy G restructured his contract with the 49ers so that he could become a backup, which yeah. is odd. Uh, the 49ers were unable to find a trade partner. Well, he wasn't able to. He couldn't find one with his agent. And so they came to an agreement. Jimmy's going to make uh, for sure about $9 million this year as a backup, which is just a little bit less than Red Rocket money. Um and uh, the 49ers are still going to look to trade him. I think they're going to keep three quarterbacks is what it looks like. Here's what's probably going to happen. Some quarterback is going to go down. Yes. For like four weeks. Both of the Seahawks ones. Well, probably. No. Anyway, we'll keep going. We'll get to that in a minute. I think it's going to be a team that is like on the fr- a fringe playoff team that's trying to get in. And when they, their quarterback goes down, they're going to trade for Garoppolo. Give up a fourth, a third or a fourth because they're desperate. Sure. It's going to be a contender. Yeah. I mean, I honestly almost almost saw this happening with New York over the weekend because Tyrod Taylor went down hard and the immediate look like this could be a long-term injury. 
Uh, sounds like he just got the wind knocked out of him pretty bad, contusion, all that stuff. Yeah, I didn't see a report on that, but um, he he may or may not miss the first game, uh, depending on how he heals up and can, and if he can prepare uh, the we week. We were of. talking about that in our group chat. Can this guy ever catch a break? Seriously, like he's such a nice guy and he yeah. is a formidable quarterback. Like he's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I would I would honestly prefer him with the Seahawks over what we got. I mean, he gets dropped in a preseason game because Daniel Jones is definitely the starter, yada, yada, yada. They have to um, make him the starter. But, uh, yeah, they got to give it one more shot at least uh, since he's still on his rookie deal. Um, this dude literally almost got murdered by a team doctor in San Diego. A punctured lung. <laughs> um, I don't know how and, that happens. Yeah, well, uh, that guy does not have his job oh, anymore. I guarantee it. <laughs> um, I uh, know he, he definitely doesn't. They fired him literally right after that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he just cannot catch a break. It's like he and then he's been injured a few times and had guys but take every, his job when he got injured. It's crazy. To, I mean, he went to the Browns and they drafted Baker Mayfield. Yep. He went to the Chargers, drafted Justin Herbert. Yeah. Punctured well, as long. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, seriously, this is the he, this is the best shot he has though. I potentially playing football. I I. If Daniel I would Jones, think so. If Daniel Jones doesn't work out. I mean, he was he was handed the keys um before the before, you know, San Diego tried to murder him. Um LA. but uh yeah, I think if Daniel Jones does something this year, we're gonna talk a little bit about him today. Um yeah, he, he may get that shot. But back to the the Jimmy thing, um, you know, that is that's an expensive backup quarterback. Um I don't uh -huh. think the 49ers want to be on the hook for all that salary, so um, what you're going to see here is uh, Jimmy Ward is on right now uh, on the short term IR. Um, he's going to be healed after a couple weeks, but they had to they're going to have to short term IR him just to get the roster lined up correctly by tomorrow. And so what I think they're going to try and do is find that week four trade partner so they can swap one Jimmy for the other um, and uh, and get something done around that timeline. I think a few teams may know what they have at quarterback. Um, I could imagine, you know, even the scenario like, let's say Mariota goes down in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, uh, Jimmy becomes something there. Jimmy's just wants to go start somewhere. And that's yeah. pretty obvious. I, obviously, he wants to go to a contender, but the chances of that happening, um, you know, it's are really, great it's at this so, point. Yeah. If you wanted that, that should have happened months ago. Yeah. This is going to have to be a perfect storm. But anyway, that happened today uh, as we were following uh, all the news. I, as a 49er fan, did not see that one coming. Um, I, I said I didn't have it on my bingo card. Yeah. Him legit. staying. I, I, I don't think Kyle Shanahan did. I had him possibly staying, but I cannot believe he was good enough to restructure that deal. Um, I mean, they basically went to him and said, listen, can we restructure... You can decide where you want to go. We don't care. Um, it literally will not matter to us. Uh, well, anywhere other than Seattle, and um, and we don't. It doesn't look like he wants to go there anyway. But uh, we'll we'll pay you for sure nine million, even if you just sit the whole year. And uh, otherwise, we're gonna have to cut you, and you're gonna lose twenty five million dollars. Like that's that was the scenario they presented to him. Like we'll give you yeah. full control of what happens to you. But this is the thing. And Jimmy was smart, I think, and played it up. He knew he didn't have anywhere to sign. Um, and not for more than probably uh, what the, the Niners worked into that deal that it can rise up to 15. So um, anyway, we're going to dive right into the NFC West. We're going to get into this stuff right now uh, and go hard into it. The We've most got exciting division lot. in the NFC. Oh, 
Uh, yes, for sure. In the NFC. Yeah. In the you said it correctly. Um, Come on, I, give me more credit. Than I'm going to make the point here in just a moment, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, we wanted to start here because in 2021, we correctly predicted that the toughest division of football would be the NFC West. I don't think that was really going to be a shock to anybody, but I did hear a lot of people trying to uh, dispute that uh, and come up with uh, with other arguments um, no. at the time. Um, but we believe there was a good chance the Super Bowl contender could come from the division. Uh, and in fact, two Super Bowl contenders did. Uh, the 49ers and the Rams faced off in an epic NFC championship game. Ultimately, Aaron Donald was Aaron Donald. He came alive on the 49ers last drive attempt, uh, put Jimmy G on the ground, uh, made massive plays to shut the Niners down, and the Rams advanced 20 to 17. Rams go on to play the Bengals of the Super Bowl, come from behind, win 23 to 20. Was the final deciding factor in that game as well? Also, Aaron Aaron Donald. Air AD. According to the NFL players the second best player. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't we could do a whole episode on this NFL top 100 garbage. Um cuz where they put some people, I mean, to me was just out of control. I yeah, it was all over the place. But yeah. Aaron Donald um I think Aaron Donald honestly deserved the number 1 ranking this year. I could not He's believe He's like a million times. I'm I, I, it's his second year being second in a row, and then he was first at I, least one other, maybe two times. I think he was. I think, I think was, you could just. I think he might have been the first player to be the two-time number one player. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't remember. Honestly, but. I was like, as a Niner fan, I was super shocked they dropped Trent down to thirteen. I was a little surprised at that. Yeah, but Trent I, Williams I was, is the best left tackle in the league. And it's like, like the, the most down. important non-skill player position right. on the offense. I, I was a little shocked they put him down at 13. Well, I, I was, top five is what I was thinking, honestly, but like, oh, that was far. Well, they're never going give, to give a top five or do a lineman. They're just never going to. To an offense? Yeah. They did. He was last year. He was number five last year? No, he's number one. No, I'm talking top 100. They're not going to give the top spot. He was number one last year. Trent Williams was the number one rated so. player in the NFL top 100. I don't Who was think number so. one? Yeah. Hold on. We're going to go are and you, look this up. Is your brain broken? I think it was Aaron last year. Uh, Dude, it was Rodgers. That goes to a quarterback. You're a, you're a quarterback. Tom, not to derail us too much, but I think Tom hold, got hold. it this year because he had retired. I'm wrong. And then I think they filmed it. No, no, but you, like, but you believe the that the top 100 players in the entire NFL, mm-hmm. that his peers, that, mm-hmm. that peers voted Trent Williams as the best player in the NFL. Well, listen. He's... The best left tackle. And sure. It's not close. Yeah. But a left tackle is not going to be top five. Do, 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 do. Why am I. PFF am I, has him higher oh than. Oh my gosh. NFL I was looking does. at PFF yesterday. All right. Matt's going to admit something right now. <laughs> Matt was looking at PFF rankings. Um, and, and going into 2021, uh, Trent Williams was ranked the number one player in the NFL according to PFF. And I would just like to admit that I was wrong. And we're just going to move on from there. Okay. There you go. But the bright side is some people do agree with I, that opinion. I, I guess. And personally, uh, I would say that he is top five. I, I, I still struggle with the 13 ranking. Yeah. I, I mean, the top, top five. five this year, for what it's worth, was, I mean, it was Tom, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, and then Coop and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I mean, I really hope me opening this can just made it onto the recording. <laughs> anyway, as we continue on to our <laughs> NFC West breakdown, 
Who are we going with first, Matt? Uh, we're going to go into the NFC West. Like we said, I, we're going with Cardinals. Uh, and I do think in this division, three teams are going to make it oh, yeah. uh, to the playoffs. Um, the Cardinals are the gambling team, though. We're going to start with them. They're betting big on Kyler Murray. They gave him a $230 million contract over the next five years with 160 of that guaranteed. His athletic upside is more encouraging than his late season finishes uh, in three seasons. The Not Card- just him. You know, that is the fair. Finish. Uh, after, after the Cardinals got dropped by the Rams in the first round of the playoffs, he which he definitely put a sad effort in uh, there. That was a 34 to 11 loss. They were down 21, nothing at half. He, he couldn't was, do jack score. He was crying on the sideline. It was horrible. Uh, it was beautiful. They're <laughs> also going to be betting on uh, some veterans on the offensive side, like James Conner, Zach Ertz, AJ Green. Um, that, those are some aging names at their respective positions. I can't believe AJ's honestly still playing football at this point or Zach Ertz. I thought he was going to retire after last year, personally. You thought Zach Ertz was? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> the dude, I, I would have been surprised. He, he seems to play just over half the season every year. Um, you know, uh, James Conner did not have a ton of yards. But he scored 16 touchdowns, I believe, last year. Uh, put a ton of points on the board. That uh, that Green offense over 800 yards. He did. He did. it's serviceable. He but yeah, these are these are bets that they're clearly placing on their team. Right. Um. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss six games because of an oopsie. Um. And uh, took an illegal substance. Uh, and got busted on that. Um. The Cardinals bet massively again with their first round pick. Sent that to the Ravens uh, for Hollywood Brown. I. All of these are, to me, really big bets on some star-type players, some veteran-type players, but they're big bets on the offensive side of the ball. One of the weak points of the Cardinals in the 2021 run uh, was their defense, especially during the second part of the season uh, when the minimum number of yards allowed per game uh, was 103. They were letting in 103 or more, oftentimes much more, uh, on the ground. um, And then they were unable to put pressure on quarterbacks. It was a consistent issue for the Cardinals um, and genuinely something that hindered them. Uh, They had, in the second half of the season, they actually had a losing record. We're going to get into the specifics of why. But... um, they did do some things to try and uh, combat that. They recruited uh, defensive ends Cameron Thomas uh, and Majai Sanders. I uh, got them in the third round of the draft, added linebacker Nick Vigil in free agency to address those issues. Um, J.J. Watt, Marcus Golden, Devin Kennard um, are going to work with that younger part of the team, uh, kind of bring things around. Uh, but there was something that became very obvious when you went to go look at specific stats, and I'm going to bring that up real quick. Um, with J.J. Watt, okay, um, I love it when my iPad chooses to do this. Nope, dang it, we're going to do this again. Um, my iPad, I click these wonderful things, and it goes, no, we're just going to show you what you could have. Um, super fun. With J.J. Watt, this team was 7-0, and okay? Uh, they scored 27 touchdowns as a team uh, in those seven games. Uh, they were they were at top three in scoring. They put up almost three thousand yards of offense. They were had only allowed twenty two hundred yards of offense. 
Um, they were absolutely spectacular at getting after the quarterback. They were doing a phenomenal job. Again, let's mark that. 7-0 and with J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt goes down, and then from that point on, this team loses uh, out of the gate to Green Bay. That's understandable. Okay, close game, 24 Yeah, that was a 21. close game. Remember A.J. Green just gave up on the... Yeah, he didn't like, know what he was doing. Yeah, he like glitched out, it looked like, from like Madden. They <laughs> they come back, they beat the 49ers uh, the next week by two touchdowns, but then a loss to Carolina, later on losses to the Rams, a blowout loss to Detroit, six-point loss to Indy, and a loss at the end of the season to Seattle. Um, they end up going, let's count it up there. One, two, three, four, five, six losses. Yeah. Six losses, four wins without J.J. Watt. He was absolutely the best player on this team uh, in those seven games. And while his stats didn't always show that he was taking over every single game, with him goes the defense, goes the positioning on the field, and then it opens up the door for the offense. This team's absolutely going to move with J.J. Watt one way or the other, even at the age that he's at. Uh, he is just such a huge, huge uh, part of this team. And uh, I think all that said, long story short here, um, I like this team at 10-7 and seven and in uh, the hunt for a wild card. I think that obviously is more likely with J.J. on the field. They're going to have a hard time without their... Uh, leader on their defense. That team is still really young other than those three guys that I mentioned on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and they're going to have some issues here and there. They're going to have to outscore some teams, especially uh, going up against, uh, I think, the Rams, uh, who are, are always going to put up numbers. Uh, the 49ers offense should be putting up numbers. You got four divisional games there where you know that those teams are going to put up uh, numbers and you've got to win those key matchups. So it's going to be a difficult road for them, um, but I think ten and seven and a wild card is uh, is doable for them. Do you want, do you want to go through our predictions? My predictions? Yeah, hit me. So I have them. I think they're going to win one less game than you because I think the loss of Chandler Jones is going to be very big for them. He had ten and a half sacks last year, and I think that that is going to contribute to a lack of production to rush the passer, and I think that's going to cost them a game less than you. I still have them getting in the wild card. But I have them at nine and eight just because I think that loss is big. JJ Watt doesn't get a whole lot of sacks. Also, that's also betting on JJ Watt staying on the field. He's not going to be. Yeah. He he has not proved it in the past like five six years that he can stay on the field for a whole season. Totally not fair. even like not even like fourteen games. Yep. So I just I have him honestly probably missing around the same amount of time. And without Chandler Jones, without JJ Watt, you're relying on a rookie to really carry the most of your of your sacks. Right. Uh, and, and in a division that has uh, some uh, fantastic O-lines and, and, and an O-line that's getting better. Yeah, and they did like, not draft an elite pass rusher no, either. Uh, these are formidable guys who are projects that are going to come around in their second and third years. Sure. Um, yeah, know, so in, I, in still have, I still scenario. have them getting in the playoffs just because of how weak the NFC is this year, but yeah. I think 9-8 and eight will do it for them. Yeah, and playoffs, to play... And to play I, I think wild card. Okay. I think... I think ten and seven is pretty comfortable. I I also wouldn't be surprised if they hit their ceiling, which I think would be like eleven. But I think that's pushing it. All things considered, that's a healthy year. Yeah, it's a very healthy that, year. That's if everybody stays healthy. I think eleven. And all is those their bets ceiling. pan out too. Yeah, that they're, that they're relying. Um, on. And to play devil's advocate on the the JJ Watt thing, um, 
I like JJ Watt and I certainly think he contributed to, you know, that seven and zero start. And then obviously he yeah. goes down, things fall apart, but also the history of that team is it starts well and then falls apart anyway. So I don't know if that's just coincidental that like, Oh, we had him and then we also fell apart when he was gone. Or if that was kind of inevitable I mean, considering we, how everybody we, else plays on that team, it is well, in the second half of the season and how cliff coaches in the second half of the season doesn't adjust to seemingly anything. Yeah, and then kind of. You oh know. yeah, we gave we have a breakdown of like the problems with Cliff Kingsbury's offenses. Mm-hmm. Um, it every year they've they've had a losing record the last half of the seasons, back, dating back to like 2014 in college. Yeah, yeah. so he, the more tape you get on the guy, the more predictable he becomes. Uh, yeah. you know all that stuff, and I'm and and I totally agree. I think there's something to that. Um, you know, in the last ten games, the uh, the Cardinals only scored 29 touchdowns. Um, compared to 27 and just the first seven. So I think there's something to that too. Um, the schedule difficulty was pretty much the same across mm-hmm. the board. Um, I mean, some to be honest, it was actually a little easier when you look at like the Lions. I mean, they got blown out by 18 points with a 30 to 12 loss. Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I think that's totally fair uh, to make uh, to make the statement. I I I think JJ Watt's presence on teams. Period. Uh, seems to just impact them uh, when it comes to the win column. And it's again, I don't think it's always something that shows up in the stat box, but that dude yeah. being on the field just changes things for teams. Um, and I don't think that's surprising to any of us. But I thought the the numbers uh, and how they correlated were pretty hilarious. Um, we're going to go right into the Rams, uh, Super Bowl champions. Um, and uh, And they're looking to repeat. Perhaps uh, leaning mostly, and I I would say surprisingly now, and we'll get into that in a moment, on a defense uh, that stars uh, game changers Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and their newcomer, uh, Bobby Wagner. Um, Grant, cue the tears. Yes, and, sir. Uh, Bobby joins on, is it a four or five year? Is it four? I know it's ten million a year with Bobby. Yeah, is it four or five? Though? I didn't. I look. think it's five. I think it's five I and fifty. That, that sounds sure about right to me. I can't. I think it was a retirement contract. Um, but come, uh, yeah, it's a five and fifty. Um, and that's honestly because Matthew Stafford, who went from good to, to really good last year uh, as he transitioned from the Lions uh, to being with Sean McVay in twenty twenty one, he's he's battling elbow pain, and that's been an issue already in camp. Uh, and in the preseason, I know he's doing the shot thing, and they're gonna they're gonna cross their fingers a little bit. Stafford is as tough as they come. Stafford's always struggling with something. He, seriously, like <laughs> so. he he he's well, a warrior NFL type player. player. They're always dealing with some sort of injury in some way or another. And they're saying this is likely uh, surgery at some point. I don't hope that for uh, I don't hope that anybody gets hurt. But as a 49er fan, of course, I would love to not see him on the field, but I don't want him to get hurt. I just want to repeat that again. Not rooting well, for it. My, my thing uh, is with the, that, if it was surgery, they if they knew it was something that serious, they would have done it already and not wait till two weeks before the start of the season. This, what I think this is, is it's manageable. It's manageable yeah, ligament a, injury. And yeah. You're still trying to win right now. Even if it's a small tear that's causing limitation, irritation, they're going to do whatever they can to keep him on the field. You only got Aaron Donald so long. I mean, that's a huge part of that. Your window is what it is. They also just paid uh, Cup. Um, You you have just so much of a window with these guys, and I think this is a... Probably a smart long-term decision by Stafford, in my opinion, to try and go get it right now. 
uh, knowing what you got on the field. Um, but uh, the, he's got some uh, some changes to the roster. Uh, key losses to this team include Odell Beckham, who obviously got hurt in uh, the title game. He tore his ACL. Uh, it was the ACL, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure I had the correct injury. Um, I it's oh I know it's the knee, but you're like, is it the ACL or the MCL every time? Um, he's not likely gonna play until probably mid season. Um, I think his target timelines around week eight so that he can join a contender uh, and pop in like he did for the Rams last year. And I wouldn't rule out the him making a return to this team. Uh, that is certainly possible. They all want uh, him back. They yeah, the team wants him back. Uh, it was a good mix for everybody. Uh, was you can a win, get him win, cheap obviously. again. You can get him cheap again. Yeah. It, don't have well, to pay if the Rams are in a good enough spot, then he's probably like, well, why not? May, if I'll, I'm going to wait to go to a I'll contender, I may as well go to one that we already did the thing and I already kind of know what's well, going on. In my understanding, he's also rehabbing in L, in the LA area as well as where his doctor is yeah. uh, and uh, his therapy team. So that makes sense for, for him. Um, the Rams, uh, to deal with that, signed Allen Robinson out of the dungeon of the NFC in Chicago uh, to a three-year deal. Uh, he's getting 15 per. And then the Rams also shipped Robert Woods, who uh, had uh, who got hurt uh, was and uh, <clears throat> was replaced by Odell Beckham after his injury, shipped him over to the Titans. Uh, the three wide setups going to be Cup, Robinson, and Van Jefferson. Uh, you're going to hear me talk today a lot about the three different wide receivers on each team. I uh, won't go into depth for a lot of teams, but we will talk about the top three. Um, and uh, that that top three receiving group uh, is is definitely in the top three in the league. So um, any any receiving core that has Cooper Cup is a top three receiving league. Yeah, I mean you're you're yeah. you're talking. Uh, I mean in fantasy football, he's the arguable one or two, depending yeah. on who you talk to. But um, I think right now he he is the receiver in the league, um, and I think the the undisputed receiver in the league. So uh, pairing him with Allen Robinson, if Allen Robinson can be eighty percent, eighty five percent of what Allen Robinson is capable of being. Uh, that guy has incredible hands. He's a jump ball, go get it guy. He runs incredible routes. He'll be putting way better physical. positions now too, which is Absolutely. like already enough to make a difference. Just yeah. not simply being in Chicago versus being in Los Angeles with right. Sean McVay and Stafford and potentially opposite of Cooper Cup, wherever they're going to line up. Obviously, Coop moves a lot, but. Yeah, I mean the, the the thought of putting Robinson on the outside and Coop standing next to or yeah. Cup standing next to him, I I that's incredible. Um, and anybody would want to be thrown to that. Um, the Rams did also lose Andrew Whitworth, uh, left tackle, the goat uh, legend hired after the season. He is a goat status human being for sure. Um, the, uh, uh, that's a huge hole to fill. Um, Joe Noteboom uh, resigned with the Rams after waiting four years to take that job at left tackle. Uh, it's going to be a downgrade, but uh, you talk to anybody that pays attention to the Rams, and we got one of them sitting with us, um, and they're pretty confident what Noteboom is going to be able to do. He's he's done fill-in work. I've uh, liked what I've seen out of him. Yeah, yeah, and and right now, um, I Whitworth is hanging out. Like I, I was just reading a couple articles how that he's been around the team. He's dropping uh, stuff to Note Boom. They've been in contact regularly through the preseason. He's, he's just still kind of hanging. Mentoring Whitworth's him into still that hanging around with the team, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. he's mentoring and, and doing I mean, all that stuff. When Whitworth tore his ACL, however many years ago that was, I mean, yep. stepped in, filled in, got the job done. So 
again, the, the nice thing, which feels weird to say at this point, but now it's been consistent enough to be like, I trust in a RAM system. That wasn't the case for like 14 years. <laughs> so <laughs> that makes me feel a lot better instead of just losing one guy and be like, okay, well now it's, we lost the guy with talent. So now there's no chance. We at least are able to make that work a little bit better than we used to. One of the weak points on this Super Bowl winning team, which I know is a weird thing to say, but it, it was an obvious weak point, was the running back position. That was due to a lot of injuries. Uh, Cam Akers is back to lead the backfield. He'll be supported by everybody's favorite midseason fantasy pickup, Daryl Henderson. Um, that's a, that'll be a huge uh, boost to that offense uh, as they kind of redefine a little bit of how they're going to attack. Um, Super interested in that uh, and what that's going to look like. I don't want to assume, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you guys saw that Sony Michelle got released today. I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> Which would be an interesting reunion. I think he's still pretty serviceable back, so I don't know if they are like, hey, let's bring you back on something a little... I'm actually you know, going to bring him up in a minute because uh, of another place that I think he okay. may end up. Okay, he's, okay. He's further down the list here. Okay. Um, but I know that I had not honestly thought of necessarily a reunion. Um, those don't happen a ton in the NFL. Uh, we're we're going to, but we are going to talk about one today. Yeah. That's, that's I think good. it's going to take one of those two guys getting hurt for that to even for happen, sure. but I think he's going to get scooped up before that's a possibility. Yeah. I, so. I, I think there, I think Sonny Michelle is too, too valuable. Um, and, uh, in terms of just his ability to pass or to pass catch, he's a great uh, third down option. He's a great third down Spot option. Start. Dude can block. Um, and he can get you yards. He certainly finishes well also. There's a lot to like there. I think um, he's just one of those guys that a team looked at their options and went, we, we, can, get che- we can go cheaper here. We, we yeah. know what we got. And we well, can Cam Akers now too, full off season yep. with a little bit of reps towards the, the end of the year last year. He looked obviously. pretty solid in those last few games. Uh, aside from having the, uh, the drops and the fumbles yeah, uh, in that Tampa Bay yeah. game. Yep. Um, His running though, he looked good. Yeah, um, especially in the uh, Arizona game. Yeah. But, yeah, so we're obviously all in on him, but hopefully everybody stays yeah. healthy. And I like I like Hendo. He's a nice a nice third yeah. down guy to bring in. Well, a for nice sure, and, in. and can spot fill. He can, and I mean, he he's a numbers guy. He catches very well. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not just a third down back. He does work between the 20s um, and, uh, and pops out to the outside really well. I uh, he he does so um I it'll be interesting to see what that that offense is like with everybody healthy um and I I the one thing I wanted to touch on this team I, I talked about the defense kind of had taken a step back um in 2020 they led the NFL in points allowed 18.5 in total defense 282 yards a game in 2021 they ranked 15th at 21.9 points a game and 17th at 344.9 yards a game on those two categories specific so it it took a step back but this defense was incredibly clutch they were absolutely clutch. When it mattered, Aaron Donald got it done in the playoffs. Um, when you had to have it, it seemed like Jalen Ramsey stuck his hand yep. uh, right on the football. I mean, it was just those little things. It was a very bend-don't-break type of philosophy, and I think that that had a lot, uh, a lot to do with the lack of depth that was there. We talked about that lack of depth when we did this preview last year uh, with this team, and I think it's still 
there. It's still a lingering thing in terms of depth. They have a key middle linebacker now, though, in Bobby Wagner, who's going to shore up that portion of it. A slight upgrade over uh, Troy Reader. Slight <laughs> upgrade. You, are you? Um, a sp- <laughs> um, no, Bobby, I, I love you. I'm sig- sorry what they did I'll, to you. I'll speak on Grant's behalf. Significant upgrade yeah. um, at linebacker. But, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey got exposed multiple times late in the year. Um, and he got punked around a few Aaron times. Aaron Donald... Uh, in that scheme on the defensive line don't match up well against certain teams. Uh, we saw that happen with the 49ers. You saw it happen uh, in the playoffs. Uh, there was a game where he early, I think it was uh, I think it was against Tampa, where he disappeared for about a quarter. Like, just th- there's schemes that can uh, that can beat them because they haven't had the effective pass rush on the outside. Didn't have the linebackers that could clog the middle. Yes, they had a great secondary, but it was like a great secondary and Aaron Donald. Yeah. Um, so for me, this is going to be something to watch. I do think some teams are going to be able to get to them. If there's injuries on this defense, again, that's my concern. That's where the losses come. I do think this is a, an 11-6 team in the regular season, but that they're going to be in the hunt regardless uh, for a, a late January run. I don't think this is going to be a massive drop-off unless there's a major injury to one of the key players that we've mentioned today. Um, and uh, is if healthy, that team can certainly get right back to it. Um, they, they're they more in reload. I know they lost Vaughn Miller. We didn't mention that yet. I know they lost him on the outside. Um, and uh, I said there was a lack of pass rush until he came. I understand. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they're, they have done enough to get themselves in a good position. I just I think there's some depth issues here. 11 and 6 seems like the spot for them. To me, it feels a lot like last year's Rams team. Like going into the season, except now we have the Super Bowl hangover, you know, that is seemingly going to be looming. It so always is for the first three, it, four weeks. It always is. I, I do think it'll probably go a lot like last season where people are healthy, everything's clicking, and now people are banged up, stuff goes on in the middle of the season, what's going on? We've, you know, lost, you know, three or four or whatever. And then again, um, last part of the season kind of turning up a little bit clutch where you need it. Um, and then really all you need in the NFC in particular is to get into the playoffs. So that's right. where it's like, as long as you're there, anything can really happen. We mm-hmm. basically, saw, that's kind of what happened with the Rams. You know, you get some injuries, those games aside from the Cardinals game, were all very close. <laughs> Even though yep. we were blowing the brakes off of Tampa Bay, that game ended up being a nail biter. Clutch that's, there at the end. That was three three the point wins ex- in a row for the Rams in the playoffs. That was the most exciting so game of the playoffs. They they clutched up when they needed to. I do like on the defensive side. I, I agree with a lot what you're saying. I do like Greg Gangs up front now too. I think he's a really good presence for us. I'm just a little more comfortable having reliable playmakers and leaders at all three levels now. Finally, you well, sure, I, which, sure. which honestly, which nice. I don't um, know. You got an incredible leader in Bobby Wagner. Yeah, to yeah. Me, it's almost like he's going to be the leader of that defense. To go back to the Cardinals, it's like the JJ Watt presence on that team yeah. is going to be a lot. Obviously, yeah. we already had Jalen, we already had Aaron, but having a guy that can lead like that is almost more worth the talent that he brings. And I mean, he was what the leading tackler in the NFL last year. He was until he got he missed the last two weeks. Yeah, so. You but know, it wasn't close until then. With, with those things there, obviously he's much better than Trey Reader and is going to be a great addition uh, to that level. But it, it's more like the intangibles that he brings that I'm excited for. So again, as per usual with the Rams in this era, very top heavy. 
you got to stay healthy but they also weirdly enough make it work when they need to robert woods goes out with a torn acl they bring in obj who you know at the time everybody was still iffy on admittedly and then mm-hmm. you know he turns it around we go into the playoffs and the super bowl he hurts his knee again we already don't have uh our tight end we're actually on our third string tight end still end up pulling things out so I, it feels like a lot of that again for me this year i do think 11 and 6 is probably going to be about where we're at again with more of like a 12 and 5 ceiling but that feels a little high for me even so yeah and i and i think with all of the records that we're going to do in terms of our predictions we we're all of the understanding that a game down or a game up is very reasonable for any of these teams it's not like we're we're going to give the the floor uh, nor are we can try and go for the ceiling here in terms of wins, um, but uh, eleven and six seems pretty manageable for teams. And we reloaded. and we do have the AFC West as well, so it's going to be a, a difficult <laughs> schedule. Yeah, it's a um, the NFC West schedule in particular, which we haven't touched on that yet. I was going to make sure we talked about that with the Forty ers coming up. Um, it's freaking brutal. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah, um, so eleven and six feel like. Uh, it, it feels almost like a cop out answer because eleven and six is like a very average record for a good team, but at the same but, time, yeah. like eleven and six is going to be enough to get it done in the NFC. And considering you know the competition we're going to have this well, year from the schedule, I, I think it feel I think it shows how how much we feel like the NFL is strong in the middle because yeah. if the best team in the league is going to go eleven and six. Or twelve and five. I don't know if I see a team uh, better going than twelve and five. To be honest with you, I would be shocked. I s- will get to it, but I don't know that I have that on my predictor anywhere. Yeah, uh, I'd have to go game by game team for that I do each and team. It's, it's schedule oriented. Then yeah. you get them there. Yeah. Um, but let's go to the 49ers and finish up the NFC West here. Um, this has been a team that has been talked about a ton this offseason. We started this uh, today talking about the 49ers because of the Jimmy G scenario. Um, because of the quarterback thing, because of Debo Samuel and his trade re- request uh, that was uh, ultimately denied, and and he resigned his uh, contract or signed a new contract extension. Um, this team has been talked about just as much as any, if not the most, this off season, uh, which is not always normal um, when uh, uh, you're coming when the team did not win the Super Bowl. So. Um, but here it is. The 49ers going into 2022 are set to go as far as Trey Lance will take them. He has assumed the starting quarterback role uh, with Coach Shanahan uh, set to follow through on plans to turn the quarterback keys over from the serviceable but fragile Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, it's the 2021 first round picks time to shine. He's got all the evident athleticism, but unpolished passing so far shown some flashes uh, early on again in the preseason. Uh, The drop that he put to Danny Gray on, on the sideline was pretty impressive. Um, Debo is back. Thank God. Um, As the multi uh, multi multi-purpose go-to man, um, he's going to help Shanahan keep his uh, uh, steady ground game intact. Um, as should uh, the aforementioned Trent Williams, who's not the number one player on uh, the NFL top 100, uh, and George Kittle. Uh, <laughs> I love this defense. Uh, as a as a 49er fan, I am pumped uh, to have Nick Bosa coming off a big year, which he was over, he was at 15 and a half sacks uh, on the edge. Uh, Fred Warner patrolling the middle. Um, Fred didn't have a lot of those big splash plays last year. 
Uh, Seemed more quiet was, than, than the year before. He was. Uh, He's still in, terrifying. In, in, admittingly, oh, yeah. uh, he was. He did not. He, he had a f- one forced fumble. He didn't. He didn't have the interceptions. He didn't have the the big plays. But he had 138 tackles. I I believe 140 something like that. Um, and uh, and genuinely uh, played played well, but not as splashy as he uh, would have liked. Uh, but this team's gonna go. Uh, as far as Trey Lance goes, uh, the Niners' offensive line is likely their biggest question mark uh, there after Lance. Uh, they lost starting center and future Hall of Famer Alex Mack. I'll put that out there. No problem. No issue at all. Um, Alex Mack, his career in Atlanta was incredible. Um, made made the Pro Bowl in his final year with the, uh, the 49ers. I really, really wish he would have come back. Um, but uh, they have finally moved up last year's second round pick uh, Aaron Banks in his starting left guard role for now at least uh, after Lakin Tomlinson uh, left for the Jets in free agency and they'll push uh, fifth round pick Spencer Burford into the right guard spot as he is impressing camp this year again both of those kind of up in the air right now uh, the Niners brought in multiple offensive linemen for tryouts uh, in the past couple of days so the pending announcements tomorrow on uh, cut day I could uh, change that up. The line uh, did not play a snap of the preseason with all five starters on the field at the same time. Uh, That was in part due to Mike McGlinkey uh, having a little bit of knee irritation in the first preseason game. So these guys have never run it together outside of a practice, which they actually did for the first time with that unit uh, today. Uh, so that will be really interesting. That's going to be a big question mark. Uh, the Niners do return a deep running back group headline uh, by Elijah Mitchell, who ran for just under a thousand yards in 12 games last year. He's a fifth round pick uh, that got pushed into the starting role after injuries to Mostert and Trey Sermon, who was last year's third round pick, um, kind of got hit, or put him there. Uh, and then he just never stopped running. Um, He'll be joined by Jeff Wilson and a young crew uh, that will get used extensively by Shanahan's outside zone scheme. Uh, Making Trey's life a little easier uh, under center alongside Debo is going to be Brandon Ayuk, who will be playing uh, for his first big extension this year. A lot of people expecting great things out of him. Uh, Juwan Jennings is going to be in the slot. They're joined by uh, the aforementioned speedster Danny Gray, who's a 4-3 running third-round pick. And uh, Ray Ray McLeod, who will be the team's primary punt returner and additional stretch the field target. Um, you know, Kittle's pretty good, uh, too. Um, and, and he's all right. And, and Juice. Juice is pretty good. Uh, check uh, will be the one and only fullback on the roster as usual. Um, the 49ers defense was recently ranked by NFL.com's, uh, or number one by NFL.com's preview team. Uh, as it boasts an incredibly deep line uh, led by Bosa and uh, Eric Armstead, who will be joined by um, Javon Kinlaw, which I don't know if you guys saw that picture of him at uh, camp that ESPN threw up the other day. I did not. Um, but dude came out with the Aaron Donald body. Uh, this guy was a little, he was a little heavier last year. So he gets hurt, and they're like, hey, dude, we kind of want you to throw that stuff off. You, you ever seen this guy, Aaron Donald? And he you just should, gets shredded. You should just get shredded like he is. Uh, he is 6'5", and is rocking a six-pack and playing defensive tackle. Um, he is enormous. 
Uh, it was it was absolutely incredible watching him walk into practice uh, there, and I, I went and saw the I saw the picture, and then I went and watched the video of him walking in. I was like, dear God, no thanks. Um, do not want to play offensive line against that. Um, but Kinlaw is finally healthy. Um, again, Warner will be in the middle. I uh, had a, a coming off his uh, solid year. Uh, Charvarius Ward uh, will start at cornerback alongside Emmanuel Mosley after coming over from the Chiefs. Uh, in the offseason on a three-year deal. Uh, the team did lose defensive tackle uh, DJ Jones, who had a heck of a season for them. Uh, last year, he was supposed to start next to Kinlaw, uh, but he went to the Broncos. Uh, today, uh, Jaquiski Tart, who's the one that dropped the interception against the Rams and let them go to the Super Bowl, um, he actually got released by the Eagles today. Uh, which I was pretty surprised at, but they've got some young guys that overperformed in camp and made him uh, expendable. Uh, Eagles, by the way, gave up some money on that deal. That was a little bit of a boo-boo. They gave him Whoopsie. some guarantees because he was supposed to be the starter. But um, but Tart's out in free agency. They didn't. That was uh, he'd been a starter there for uh, going on four years uh, for the Niners uh, before this offseason. Uh, Taloa Huafonga. Always struggle with that name. He's literally from like right down the street from us. Um, played uh, played at a local high school here. Like uh, I should be able to say his name. I just feel like I should. Um, also awesome. And I know I'm just saying this as a 49er fan, but the uh, hit that he laid on that poor child from Green Bay, uh, the backup running back who had mm. gained like 15 yards on that run, <laughs> never saw it coming. <laughs> that was brutal. Um, but uh, overall, that. That squad looks amazing on paper. Um, I also like the 49ers at 11, 6, and in the hunt. I don't think we are, we're, you know, stretching it real far here with uh, these 11 and 6s. Um, these are teams that are reloading, you know, and I understand it's a big jump from when you're, when you're trading out quarterbacks, um, but the 49ers system is not, necessarily entirely dependent on quarterback otherwise jimmy g wouldn't have had a job yeah um <laughs> so i uh, you know i think that this team is clearly reloading as well 11 and 6 for me uh seems doable but it is a tough schedule so again not surprised if they go 10 and 7 uh 10 and 7 could win this division with how tough this schedule is i feel, I feel like they're gonna kind of beat up on each other too yeah well, they, be yeah a little bit of i that. mean there's always the circle of life in the nfc west with you know rock paper scissors teams oh, beating yeah. teams and then yeah, seattle for sure <laughs> but uh yeah it honestly um we you kind of mentioned it earlier when there are so many teams that are in the middle and just very very good there's going to be a lot of teams that fall in that 10 and 7 11 to 6 yeah and so it's not really a stretch to say any team that is going to be contending out of the NFC is probably going to fall under that. And it definitely does go as the quarterback goes for you guys. But fortunately you also are in like one of the few scenarios where you can kind of just plug a guy in there. And as long as he's serviceable, that's already going to win you eight games and then you just have to hope that like he's not a tragedy and he's probably going to help win a few games I would think right and I think that the 49ers are just in a place where their depth is a strength um, and there's not a lot of teams that are that are able to say that I, I think the only place where they're lacking that depth 
uh, as I mentioned earlier, is the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Trent Williams and and McGlink on the tackles are the only ones with real starting experience on this team. So, um, the uh, that that's my that's my only concern. But the rest of it at linebacker at in the secondary now, um, they have emergence of this uh, uh, this nickel corner. Uh, Womack, who who already has three turnovers that he got in the preseason, um, had two interceptions on Jordan Love, um, in uh, in his first action. Um, you know they they're just deep. Uh, Jason Verrett's going to be coming back. Jimmy Ward's not going to play the first couple weeks, and they're probably not going to hurt from that all that much at the safety position. So there's just a lot of good depth. I felt good about eleven and six. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, I, I probably would say ten and seven. It, it again is interchangeable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's just because I I think we all just going to say the same thing. They're going to have to play each other. So they're going to beat up on yeah. each other. And this uh, division has the toughest schedule. So I, yeah. I totally agree. It could be anywhere in there. I, I think either of these last two teams we mentioned could be between 10 and 7 and 12 and 5. And we wouldn't be surprised yep. at all. I'm going to the basement of the NFC West uh, this Woo-hoo! year. The Seahawks have placed themselves in it. Uh, they got rid of their future Hall of Fame quarterback, Russell Wilson. Uh, sent him to the Broncos uh, for a bag of pretzels and Noah Fant. Um, and then uh, also let go of Bobby Wagner, uh, their defensive captain, as we have already mentioned. Uh, that one hurts. Russell Wilson, whatever. Uh, that one hurts. Yeah, this... This is just a, we don't like what we have. We don't think we can move forward with this. We have to get younger. We have to get cheaper yep. um, type of move. But it's, you let go of your guys on both sides of the ball. Yeah. This is a rebuild and you forced yourself into it. I don't know that they needed to rebuild the defense. And, and that's genuinely how I feel. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that they had all the pieces mm-hmm. they needed. But you had the guy. If you could have kept Bobby Wagner for five years at fifty million, you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't take. Well, but but the thing is, he expressed that he wouldn't with the Seahawks. So he went cheap to go to the Rams. Yes. This is the thought process. And you I, would have made and, the Seahawks and, pay I mean, five and sixty. You wouldn't have taken five and sixty. I don't think he was going to get seventy. No, no, I don't think he was either. But he was he was due for twenty one million. I think that's what he was due for. 22, maybe. I don't he know. wasn't going to get that anywhere, but not yeah. at 31 years old. Yeah, and so I, from from what I understand, he was not gonna he was not gonna take a pay cut. Now, granted, mm. they did not do right by him by it getting everywhere else before him. Absolutely not. They should. They they didn't yeah, the do news, right that way. The news did not break in his favor. That no, is true, hundred percent. But also, he was not willing to take a pay cut, and so I think that's why they why they did it. And he went and then he decided to go back home. He's from California. Sure, that's where he's from. Um, does it suck? Yes. Does this one hurt more than Russell Wilson? Yes, because Russell Wilson wanted to leave. Jamal Adams should have fronted some of that bill. Yeah, yeah, you should have. Because <laughs> you mean his fellow linebacker, Jamal Adams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Should have. You're right. Yeah. Um, you know, this is going to be tough. Uh, the team did Praise go ahead the Lord, and, and throw the ex- got, has got an extension. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord for uh, something. The the team did go ahead and ink uh, DK Metcalf uh, to really an extension smart deal. already. Uh, good move. Those contracts for wide receivers were going through the roof. They got him in at the right time. Well, but also, and then again, he's he's only going to be like 27 when he's up again for yeah. another contract, and then he can make even more money. Yeah, it's a good move on for Metcalf. It's a good move for the Seahawks. 
Um, they needed to solidify that position. You need a you need a for sure number one. And it just said, hey, we're going to basically that move says we know we're going to be young at quarterback for a while. That's yeah. what that says. Um, we can afford to pay you this uh, and afford uh, Tyler Lockett's contract as well, which he's making 10 or 12, right? Somewhere in that range. It's, it's in there. I don't um, think it's over 14. Yeah. And so in and he's got just uh, I think after this year, the team can cut him without uh, taking a huge loss yeah. on that. Um, and I, I can't imagine unless they just, you know, r- uh, run it back here that, that they keep Lockett past this next year. But they do have both of them. Uh, they acquired, as I said, Noah Fant from the Broncos. Um, a lot of people are high on Noah Fant. I, I mean, I remember, I remember watching those those fantasy numbers and uh, thinking that first year he had, like, had a thousand yards and like thousand yards eight, was yeah, eight, it was just eight, eight or nine, right? Yeah, hasn't really um, had that since. Yes, he's been the, injured. He was injured for a bit, but but that was a position solid. of need. And um, and Rashad Penny, I I don't know what the crud that was, but he literally like hit the gas at the end of the year and apparently can run the ball. I, I mean, just decided not to until it meant that he was gonna you know not have a job. <laughs> and then I mean, he was, he was it up. His PPF's highest ranked running back the last seven weeks of the season. He was. Yeah. He was averaging like 140 yards, which is stupid. And if you want to get him in the 12th or 13th round on Yahoo, he'll, you he'll can. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is this is an iffy line um, that he's going to be running behind. Uh, Geno Smith just got named the starting quarterback over Drew Locke, which wasn't a surprise if you were watching preseason games. Geno just looked consistent, threw the ball well, ran the offense well. Uh, Drew Locke likes so to take chances. To he is so boring. It's um, honestly, and this is gonna this is gonna sound so stupid. I'd rather have Drew Locke because at least it's more interesting. That's dumb. <laughs> Probably Gino, Gino's gonna I, win you more games. I'd rather win games. I still think I they should have picked up Malik Willis. I I don't I, don't, I for the low. It would have been fun. It would have been. It, it would have been, been fun, fun. But I mean, that dude is so raw. I, uh, no, I think Gino. Here you go. Gino's other. I mean, the guy who literally mirrors him is definitely Teddy B. Like Teddy B is a yeah, boring but, quarterback to watch too. Yeah, okay? but uh, but he plays Teddy, with Teddy, heart. Teddy, That's why we like Teddy. Him. Yeah. Teddy B has shown that he can, uh, in, in moments, can show up and actually like do something solid. Hey, Gino has won games. Is this he really one. his tenth year in the NFL? Something like that. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was more. I feel like I've heard that name forever. I think he's literally played ten seasons, or this is his tenth year. It's crazy. All I'm gonna say though, I. Geno Smith is not going to start the whole season. He's not going to. I I agree with that. Um, yeah, because they're going to pick up Jimmy G. <laughs> no, 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 they're not. And the 49ers made sure of that. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the I will say the draft was good to the Seahawks overall. I um, think it was very good. Because I I did I liked the first six picks. I think they were solid. They were need focused. If you're going to be in rebuild mode, you got to address the offensive tackle. Um, you had to replace. Uh, a a linebacker, which they, I mean, they didn't go after uh, a Bobby Wagner linebacker, but they needed to strengthen that core. They did and that. And Boyamoff has been incredible in the preseason. Yep. His first game, he had like two and a half sacks or something like that. And, and yeah, looks pressures. good. Looks good. They they we went had got, him ranked going in the first round of our of our mock draft. So yeah, no, and, we, and and he fell a little bit. I mean, he fell to forty. Yeah, um, uh, we had him in I think mid twenties. Most of us did. Um, we had him going to the. Packers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. The uh, uh, the surprise I thought was that they got it, Kenneth Walker. Those were both great uh, gets. I uh, got Kenneth Walker right after that at forty one. Uh, the running back from Michigan State. Um, a lot of people had Kenneth Walker uh, right up there as their top running back. 
Um, and uh, I I was shocked they were able to get him there. I thought that was a great move. Uh, a lot of people, I know we kind of made fun of it at first, but when I saw the move, I was like, oh, that means Chris Carson's done. Like mm-hmm. that when I when I saw that yeah. pick, I was like, that means yeah. Chris Carson's not coming back. And so I think it was great because you weren't you wouldn't be able to get someone of that quality with your with your picking again at number seventy two. Yeah. He was not going to be available. Was it maybe a reach? Kind of. Some people might say that, but for our need, I, I, don't, it's only I don't think re- it was. It's only a reach if it doesn't actually fill a need that you had. Yeah, right. and and it's an obvious need. Rashad Penny. Um, that was it seems like an anomaly and he has not always been able to be on the field he isn't um, right now so you know uh either walker might start Wa- week one well Kenneth uh, walker isn't either so they're both out oh that's true got a, yeah sp- but, he's at hernia yeah but it did it did sound it's not like, it's not a serious hernia no. it was just a surgery um but one. they did the they did the unsexy thing they went and got bookend offensive tackles in Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas, uh, with their first pick at number nine, their uh, third or fourth pick in the third round uh, at seventy-two. Um, as of today, I did double check this because Grant and I were having a conversation. As of today, uh, Cross and Lucas are slated to be the starting tackles. Yes. Abraham um, Lucas has actually been rated higher than Charles Cross. Yeah, Charles and, Cross had a bad uh, second game in the preseason. So it'll be interesting. I, I mean, they're going to be young. Um, but they are, they're going to do stuff. They also went and got cornerbacks and back-to-back rounds in the fourth and fifth. Uh, corner has been super inconsistent. Uh, Kobe Bryant, not spelled the way you would think, uh, from Cincinnati and Tariq Wolin from Texas, San Antonio. Um, those are guys that will be impact players. They're right now, they're sitting a little bit further back in the depth chart, but, uh, there's all these people are expected to be impact players for the Seahawks this year. And uh, I think they did a good job. Um, working on that rebuild, uh, in the moves they made best draft since 2012. They, uh, overall though, this team is going to take in eight rookies, uh, onto its 53 man roster. That is, uh, that's rebuild 101 mode. Um, and I think that's important to note. I'll end this with saying, I think this is going to be a long season, obviously, um, in a rebuild mode. But I think this team is going to win some games because of its head coach, because of the consistency in which they're, uh, or that they're going to get from quarterback play. Uh, this team is 6-11. and 11, uh, And I, I think loses a few close ones. I yeah I have them I think I think seven is their ceiling I think they could maybe win you know a team a good team team could fall into a trap game you know I think something like that I think we could play spoiler to a seeding of a good team just down the stretch maybe they're resting a player or something like that I mean you're, but you're I think for sure six, gonna I think seven is our ceiling you're for sure gonna sneak in those NFC West games yeah because they just I, yeah we'll grab a game against the Niners they've had say they've had the Niners number I I hate those games I circle them on the schedule I I do like that we're getting you week two I do like that actually <laughs> I that's nice I, I yeah. was I was excited for that I was like whoo okay yeah. um like I wouldn't be surprised strong, if three so. of our wins I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we won a game against the if we split games with with the NFC West, I, we I, play each other hard. I don't think any of us would be. No. I think I think that's yeah. almost expected you could, in our minds. You could, because I I also agree. Before I even saw that you put six and eleven, I was going to say six games. Yeah, sure. I think we're mostly on the same page with the NFC I think West. I think their floor though is four. <laughs> I think they could really 
I wouldn't stink up the joint. I wouldn't be surprised if they win four games in the NFC West. They just like split all of them. Yeah. For whatever reason. I think if if Geno plays the year, I think six or seven is really doable. If Drew Locke has to come in and play, it's going to be those are going to be L's across the board. Unless they're playing a weak team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, what was so frustrating when this schedule was announced. We have a really pretty fairly easy schedule, some very winnable games. And I was like, oh, dude, we could win 12 games. And then March like 13th happened. Where they traded right. Russell Wilson, yeah. and I was like, oh. "Well, anyway. and I, I won't jump into it at all, but we'll just say it really quick. I I have both the Niners and the Rams at eleven and six. I am I am still going to go ahead and take just on tiebreakers the Rams as the division winner. Yep. Um, and I I think that's just good money if if you're uh, in the betting world. Uh, they're clearly the favorites. Um, across Vegas's stuff. So yeah, I think we'll all just agree on that one. Um, and an eleven like and six in the NFC West. Is a lot different than an eleven and six in the next division yes. that we're about to talk about. You don't want to play an eleven and six NFC West team. You might want to play an eleven and six NFC East team if you're in the playoffs. Getting to the NFC East, we're going to start with the Cowboys. This is their year, guys. Uh, it is, is their not year. their year. It is their year. It's a hundred percent not their year. And we might want to pick things up the pace. <laughs> we are. A little we're going to go really fast. Now that through. we're on the West anymore, where we all have our things we have yeah, to say. Yeah, half of this division is going to go fast. Uh, half of it's not <laughs> as much. Um, the Cowboys, as always, are talented, but desperate to get over the hump as contenders. Uh, oh, failing Jerry's to post world. back-to-back seasons with double-digit wins since 95-96. I was 11 and 12 years old in those seasons. Um, they are <laughs> they are led by quarterback Dak Prescott, a top 10 passer who's yet to log a serious big game run. Uh, he's been pretty inconsistent. This, this statement I'm going to make defines this team. This is a team full of shiny toys and playmakers with gaps in ability. Dallas did the right thing in the first round of the draft by taking guard Tyler Smith to help out the interior line. They did an awful job last season of making running lanes. Uh, Zeke had a subpar year for sure. I think in part of his own making, but in part because of that interior line. 59 yards per game. Bingo. Um, He did manage to hit the century mark on the ground and was effective in the red zone. But outside of that, he was not good. I was also the, if hearing look, that he was a lot more injured than I think we all knew at the time. Right. Yeah. But that, not you, that it matters look a whole lot with stats, that line. But if you look at his stats, you see, oh, he had a good year. Not really. Not really. No. And and honestly, Tony, I, Tony what Pollard I would say was more to, exciting. I, I've heard the reports about him possibly being injured or, or injured. I would say, then why the crud didn't you just let Pollard play? Because Pollard literally does not suck. He's no. one of the better backups at running back in the league. Dude, he yeah. go, he arguably uh, could both be number one. Unless on a they lot don't of other think teams. that he could take that kind of workload full time. Um, they may maybe. know something we he's don't. He's pretty big right but now. He's pretty good. He's he's, he's getting taken. Pre- he's, he's definitely uh, put some muscle on uh, this offseason. A uh, big change to this roster uh, was the bye bye of Amari Cooper, uh, who is now in <laughs> Cleveland. Oh my uh, gosh! Did the, the, <laughs> the Cleveland commit robbery? Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys figured they could get the production that they'll miss out there with the returning of Michael Gallup, who's coming off the pup list. Uh, he was electric before his injury last season. He was. I yeah. I had him on on fantasy, and it was uh, we had some real good weeks together. Um, but then there were some bad ones. They, I had him too. Well, and I think that's the the Cowboys though, and the way that that pass game works. Um, yeah. 
They uh, they also drafted Jalen Tolbert out of uh, South Alabama in the third round, uh, and he'll be starting on the outside opposite of Gallup. Uh, I was a little surprised to see that, uh, honestly, when I looked at their depth chart. Um, star receiver CeeDee Lamb headlines the group. He's going to uh, get massive amounts of targets in the slot. Um, they And we don't want to forget about Dalton Schultz at tight end. Um, was on and off injured last year, uh, but incredibly effective uh, when not sidelined with those injuries. Uh, the key to success offensively will no doubt be the Cowboys' ability or lack thereof to run the ball. We're going to see. Um, defense remains attracted to the big play thanks to young stars Micah Parsons and, uh, you know, Mr. Diggs. Uh, he was super fun to watch, uh, but dear Lord, does he get beat. Like well, he, he set he, records for yards allowed last okay, year. Okay, did he officially? We were we were on yeah. that record watch. Did he officially give up the most? I think he had to use week seventeen, but I he got it. I <laughs> used a lot of my stats of the week last year on on, him? on Diggs getting cooked. Oh yeah, that's true. What was it eleven uh, interceptions? It was it was double digits. I know that. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he gave up so many yards. Th- I mean, we saw it in that New England game. Gets a pick immediately thereafter. Seventy-five yard touchdown <laughs> to Bourne, yeah. whoever yeah. it was. I mean, legitimately, That's Parsons. Not an island. Parsons solidified himself as one of the best linebackers in the game this last year. Oh, he absolutely. is gosh legit across the board. There is nothing that dude can do. Middle linebackers getting double digit sacks does not happen anymore in the NFL. Um, and that dude did it. Um. They, he, uh, they got a home run in that pick last oh, year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say the number 11 is weird on the linebacker. Yeah. I kind of I, I like the new numbering thing personally. I do too, but it's still I weird. Do too, I like it, but I'm honestly, like, it still throws me freaking off. retiring all these numbers. What are they supposed to do? I, I know. <laughs> like, I know. We need to st- that needs to stop in sports. Small tangent. One sentence tangent. Stop retiring numbers. It's dumb. Um, Only I select few should actually have a number retired. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, see, I uh, to be honest, I I don't think anybody should. I understand the Jackie rule, like you think, it, you know, you think the number twelve is going to get retired in New England. There are certain people, bro, that might get retired mm, league wide. I know. In twenty years, when he dies, I, think, I just think there are too are many. You tell, did, are you telling me that? When he dies, he's not going to die. 20 years. He's going to live forever. He's still playing quarterback at 45. When when he's 137 years old. I just think there are too many players on an NFL roster to not have a number available for all of the teams. Okay, but you think about other people that wore the number 12. We're going to disrespect other Hall of Famers by Uh, tossing out a very specific number. I... Bro, come on. There 12 are, gets retired when Brady some dies. Pretty guys, pretty good guys that wore number 12 oh, across the board. Bradshaw I, wore 12. Yep. Um, Rodgers wears 12. Yeah. Yep. I'm just saying. I, I just think there are, in the NFL, it's a little, keep it to your team and keep it yeah. to like a few guys. I, I personally, I'm, I'm anti-retiring numbers across the board. I understand why they did it in baseball with Jackie Robinson. Like, I understand it. Um, That is a... That about, is a bigger than the sport. What about MJ scenario? In Chicago. Um, I no Kobe. No, no. I, I'm I'm against the. I am a hundred percent against the Bill Russell one. Hundred percent against that. Um, you can't convince me that it's did a good talk, thing because, dude, if the sport episode? lives for another hundred and fifty years, if if you know, should Jesus tarry and we're all here? But, but here's the thing: it's gonna <laughs> I'm just it's saying. gonna be another hundred twenty years. But someone will just pick another number. It's not like. I, if what they, are we going to start doing? Ninety nine dash one. I'm not like, saying. I'm not saying do? every Double number. O's. Double are you? Are we? Are we? What, I, I don't even dumb. know what Aaron. Uh, Aaron Donald's ninety nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. We retiring that? No. If, 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 
Sure. I, I like, no, no, no. I think bro, you think teams you, should be allowed to, but you don't think league should. I yeah, th- I think teams should be allowed to if they want to. I mean, and select players for the league. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. So like uh, Tom Brady, I'm like that's the only one that I could think of to retire from I have, the NFL. I have less an issue with the team. I have all the issue with the league. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with with team like New England. You want to hose yourself? That's fine. You want to like yeah? If, if you really, don't, if the Niners don't want really anybody to wear, like, I don't think that's that yes, big of a because you, convenience. You, you only have so many numbers. Like yeah. the 49ers are going to dress six wide receivers on Sunday <laughs> and they've got 80 to 89. Okay. Well, actually they don't, no, they have 81 to 89 yeah. right now. And there's talk about 81 going away uh, because of TO and oh, uh, someday it's just, that's a someday man. It's such but, a problem. You have so many good players. No, I'm oh, just, man. I'm saying you only have so many numbers. I'm just saying it's math. That's no, all but, I'm but, saying. But because, because, because of the new like numbering it's rule, stupid. everything is fair game now. Pretty much. We're going to get caught up in this forever. <laughs> We could do well, this a different episode. day. I about, We're about to start numbers. having like zero one. I'm just saying it's zero dumb. two, yeah. zero three. I <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't forget where we were. Okay, there we are. Um, we're talking about the Cowboys defense, <laughs> uh, and somehow we some Michael Jordan's name got brought up. Um, but again, Parsons solidifying himself as one of the best linebackers in the league. This defense can get stops for sure but they're going to need to be a little less dependent on opportunistic turnovers and trust the stud defenders that it has in its more basic schemes. Legitimately, these guys barely play base defense, and when they do, uh, they're leaving Diggs in a scenario where he can get burned, and they, they need to oh flex out and play more too deep. They, like, it doesn't make sense how aggressive they get on defense uh, for the players that they have. They also lost Randy Gregory. Fair. Um, I don't know. I really, outside of Micah Parsons, who's going to generate a pass rush from that team on a consistent basis. It, and, 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 and who knows, even if they're going to use Micah Parsons the same way, I right. mean, you'd be dumb not to, but, but they were having the to Cowboys. do, they were having to do double linebacker blitzes to get Micah some of these numbers. Like, they what, were, what do you get? Like 10? I think 11? he was right at around 10, 10, 10 and a half. But like, yeah, I agree. It's going to be difficult, and if you you got to just trust your scheme a little bit more, not blitz as much as they do, not give up as oh, much as they do. Oh, we got 13. Oh, you got that high? Dang. Oh. All right. Um, but like I just I think they have really good studs at different spots and they need to just be and not be as aggressive. I think that would have helped them out in some key situations last year uh that ended up costing them. I uh, I do think, though, that really the, the biggest issue, okay, um, and I talked about the offensive line, the interior of the offensive line, uh, the biggest issue for this team is their head coach. <laughs> Are you I, disrespecting? I am disrespecting the Mike <laughs> McCarthy right now. Uh, he is not a strategist at all. He's the worst clock manager oh in the gosh. league, we and he showed it every stinking week. We oh couldn't shut up about it. And I think this honestly is a make or break year between him and the old man, Jerry Jones. Oh, 100%. The Cowboys are good. They have good players. And I expect them, though, to take a slight step back. Remember, this was a 12-win team that the 49ers eliminated in the playoffs. This is a 12-win team. The highest scoring. Was that, was, was that a hard game? They scored I don't the remember. most points in the NFL yep. last year. Oh. You know that? They scored the most points? Yeah. So, yeah. And... And I think that they can absolutely score. I think this defense just has to be in that base set more. And I think their strategy just needs to change. I think 10 and 7 and 
believe it or not, I'm going to say a wild card in this division is a possibility. I think they're going to get to 10 because I think there's uh, another team that's better than there is two team. There's one team in this in this division that sucks. Okay, there's one team that sucks. There's another team that's mediocre. And then there are two good teams, one that's a little elevated above them. So I I think they're going to get three. Four, three to four, four win, four wins is very doable in this division for them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, um. And I, I think again, wild card that ten and seven, nine and eight in the NFC is gonna get you one of those spots. So yeah. I think they'll be competing think, for it. Yeah, I would, I would probably say ten and seven just because they won twelve last year. That's two game. Because honestly, I don't think they got better as a team. I, I totally agree. They got worse. Um, because they lost the pass rusher Andy Gregory. Ezekiel, it's a year older. They they and added one offensive lineman. They, like, they, yeah, and but, I, but they're, Pollard's they're, emerging. To pa- be fair, Pollard, Pollard is emerging. emerging, but but they got worse. They also lost Amari Cooper. They're yeah, not going to force as many turnovers as they did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, they're, they're, they are a worse team. The only reason they're ten and seven is because of this division. Yeah. If they were in a, a division like the NFC, yeah. like like the, like the West, I would have them at nine, nine or eight. eight. Yeah, nine, nine, or eight. nine and eight. Yeah. I would even, I'd have, I could even see them at eight wins. Like they're yeah. just not a good. They're not that to me. I don't even see them as that good of a team. They just look it because of the division they play in. Because totally. the gold star on their helmet, everybody's going to want to talk about them. Everyone's going to watch them. Real quick, yeah. do you like ten and seven, Jameson, or do you like the nine? I I know you're probably debating between the two. That's what I am too. My. But. My Cowboys hatred aside, probably ten. Yeah. Okay. I am obviously rooting for like a single digit. I would love a. I would love a seven season. Win team. <laughs> I, love a seven win I hate the Cowboys. I'd love a zero win team, but yeah. I know that's not going to happen. Hey, they are a, the beneficiary of an NFC East. There you go. Yep. There you go. I'm going to read through this one. I'm just going to read this one. <laughs> the Giants cares? are focused on the long haul. While pre- and this is my words exactly here. While praying the new coach Brian Dabble, who best Dable. known Dable, my bad, I say that wrong every time. It just looks like it. Uh, best known for helping develop Josh Allen, which as is the Bills- something that you should always put on your resume. It is holy crap. Um, <laughs> for helping develop jo- Josh Allen at when he was the Bills' offensive coordinator, they are praying that he can squeeze the life out of prospective playmakers like Saquon Barkley, who doesn't like to play football and loves to stand on the sideline. Uh, Kenny Galladay, who, who they like paid to way too much money and doesn't can't like catch, catch the ball, yep. apparently. Um, Kadarius Tony, who can't do anything, apparently. Um, and an even turnover-prone quarterback, Daniel Jones. Again, we're going to talk about that at some point uh, in these previews. Uh, if he can stay healthy, which has been an issue, Kayvon Thibodeau should enliven their front seven on the other side, uh, which boasts foundational pieces. And I am going to mess up this name. Can either of you say his name? Aziz. I can't say it. Ojulari. Ojulari is what Ojulari. Ojulari or Ojulari. Um, and Dexter Lawrence, but the rest of the defense, uh, and they may be, and honestly, even in the offense, uh, depending on what happens under center, is poised for a 2023 makeover. This team has 11, yes, 11 rookies that will make the roster and see the field, three of which are uh, right now slotted in as starters, including Kayvon, uh, the big offensive tackle, Evan Neal, who I think assured the Giants the best first round of the draft. They got a little lucky for sure. Um, but they did a great job with the two picks they had. Uh, This team's youthfulness should show us some big plays, uh, but likely uh, a lack 
of consistency is going to happen throughout the season. Uh, while the rebuild is in full effect, I have this team at 6-11, and 11, and I might be being generous. I just want to drop this stack because I love it. Go for it. Wide res- there. Could you take a guess how many touchdowns were caught by Giants wide receivers this year, this past season? Seven. Oh. Oh, Three. Holy oh, <laughs> That's stat Three. of the week. Three. Dang, man. Four in total because there was a tight end in, in there. Um, That's bad. Four caught touchdown passes. So they suck. They were pretty bad. I like six and 11, Jameson. I think that's a little generous. I'm going to say five. Yeah, I'm saying five. Five. Too. Okay. I said my glass might be a little full. I on do that think one, or Dable is the one. guy to elevate this offense. Yeah, if they do get that, it's because of the the Dable effect. It's and like I think he he, he I think he's a coach that you stick with. But I think I think he's the guy. I definitely think he, I think of him higher than I do a, a special teams coach from the Patriots. Yeah. What we're trying to say, people, is that the Giants suck. That's what we're trying to say. Um, I want to get to my favorite team in this division. Yep, I agree. The Eagles. Uh, They're looking to make a quick jump from surprise wildcard contenders to legitimate division challengers, and I think division champions uh, in 2022, 2023. We have to say that now since there's regular season games in 2023. Um I think Nick Sirianni leaned into Jalen Hurts' strengths as a runner midway through 2021 and found something special there. Um, and uh, if you are a uh, fantasy owner, uh, A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts, not a bad uh, points get a for stack. you. A little stack. Stack the points there. Um, I loved the Eagles draft moves on the first night. I, I thought it was super smart. Uh, they own two first-round picks. They traded one for A.J. Brown and got him away from the Titans. I didn't like the 20, and I don't like the $25 million annual salary, but the contract isn't brutal for a team that's on a rookie quarterback deal and no other contracts over the $20 million per annual I mean, marker. I, I remember, that's a good I they, contract. I remember they, they traded for him, and then literally like five minutes after that news broke, they announced that they had signed him Yeah, a four-year well, it was it was a have to that that yeah. was part oh, of yeah. the deal, and I think I think it was a smart move considering those things. Dude, AJ Brown's a freaking stud. He's a stud. Don't get me wrong, but at the time, remember this is pre all the all the big ones. So I was like, oh man, twenty five million dollars for a receiver. What the crud and are we doing? What Devontae are you, the Jaguars? Adams decided to, and yeah. then the, Devontae Adams decided to take almost thirty million. Ex- exactly. So all this stuff starts to happen. Um and, and again, all that makes sense. But at the time, wasn't a huge fan of that. I think yeah. now seeing the uh, back end of it, uh, it was a smart move uh, within the structure that they have as a team. Then they took what many see as the best player in this draft class and defensive yeah, tackle Jordan Davis. Loved it. I love watching him play football. I don't get excited about defensive tackles that aren't named Javon Kinlaw. And I absolutely love. I, I don't get it. No, I don't get excited about him. I hate his guts. Oh, I, I get, <laughs> I get very excited scared. Um, but no, I, I love Jordan Davis. He is a freak. Um, the dude is just incredible to watch. I loved watching the videos of him dunking a basketball. Oh, my um, he's like just, Miles Garrett dunking a basketball. It's so Maybe not, cool. He's a not big quite boy. that much, but he, he's in that realm. What, what is three. he like? Three? He's like three thirty. I, I think he's in the three thirty range. About. He's dunking a basketball. Um, weighs more. Whatever than, it is, it's stupid. Than Shaq did for the majority of his career. Um, but like 
no, he's just awesome. Uh, and he has been a monster. I, I watched him. Uh, he he grabbed two sacks in the preseason, uh, and then they were just like, "Okay, we saw enough. <laughs> you can go sick, kid." Um, they also took uh, Cam Jurgens, which is a great long term move uh, to learn behind uh, Jason Kelsey at center. That was the 49ers' target, by the way. Cam Jurgens. Uh, they were they were going to be taking him uh, possibly in the second round. Um, which is when uh, the Eagles snagged him. Uh, then they got N'Kobe Dean, which was one of the best linebackers Beast. in the draft. If we uh, he was him, our number one. He was our number one we linebacker. We had him going nine to the Seahawks. And our, we, yep. And, that's how high and we, we had felt him. great about it. Apparently, there were some injury Injuries. concerns. Yeah. Those have now since subsided, um, and they got a great deal on him in the third round. Just crazy drop. Um they're pairing him with his former Georgia teammate, uh, Davis. Um, it could be a dream in the making for that defense. Uh, the defense vastly improved at every level, also thanks to offseason Hall, including uh, pass rusher Hassan Reddick and James Bradbury at corner. This defense needed to solidify a position at every level on defense, and they now boast five new starters uh, that are going to make a huge impact. Uh, this team, in my opinion, wins the, the NFC on roster management this offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, brilliant moves all the way around. Roster management. That's, uh, like that's, a, that's a baseball term. I'm just right saying that's, that's, that's GM of the year. That's an executive of the year Howie type Rosen. thing. I, I, he did a great job. Um, the ground game uh, should be doing better uh, this year. They, I mean, Lane Johnson needs to stay healthy, um, but uh, Jordan Melata, Jason Kelsey still there. Um, Miles Sanders is going to lead that backfield. Um, He's got to stay healthy, too. You know, Caldwell's going to get reps. Caldwell's a solid number two. Um, and, uh, and this is actually where I think Sonny Michelle could go. This team is not deep at running back. They need more of the. Uh, they need that somebody that'll fit the same style. Caldwell uh, and Sanders can both catch the ball. Sanders is a little bigger, does better on the on first and second down. Obvious more starter potential, but Sonny Michelle wouldn't have to be the guy, but could be the guy if called upon. Um, and I think he fits that scheme really well. That mobile, get outside, make a block or catch yep. a pass. Um, you know, deflect a blitzing linebacker and then turn around and catch the ball. That's Sonny Michelle's game. So I actually like him a lot here. Plus, they've got money. Um, so True. if they want to sign him out for $2.5 million for the season or something like that, this is a perfect landing spot and a team that's on the rise. Uh, so that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Goddard is still there. We'll anchor the tight end position after uh, the trade of Zach Ertz last year. He was solid uh, post-Ertz uh, being gone. Uh, looked great. Uh, he's a potential a top five receiving tight end this year. Uh, I would honestly expect it uh, that he's going to be right around the number five. Uh, their ultimate destination, though, lies in the hands of Hertz's development or a lack thereof. Um, yeah. He's got to make it happen as a passer now that he's got A.J. Brown alongside Devonta Smith. There's no excuses. None. And I think he will. I think he'll take the step. Yeah. I think he got better as the season went along. He just literally only had one wide receiver to throw the ball to. Uh, and he was a rookie. And yeah, and... And now that you've got Devonta on a second year, Jalen Rager, dude, um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) Guys, an embarrassment. And uh, but now he's got AJ, who's a legit stud, and Devonta developing right alongside him. I think this is eleven and six. I think she's a division winner, and um, I think they honestly could end up being the two or the three seed in the NFC. Yep, I I would agree, especially considering that's the kind of football that's really scary. 
at the later time of year yeah. where they can just beat your teeth in. Honestly, now I they think have this is one of the X factors to actually has get the ball downfield. Flown under the radar, I think, in terms of how good this team has gotten. Yeah. Like, serious people don't realize like how good Jordan Davis is going to be. People don't realize. I, I honestly, I just haven't heard the buzz of AJ Brown being on the Eagles, and I'm like, this is the same dude on the Titans that everybody was talking about. This like this is AJ Brown, guys. Like this is the arguably the best or second best receiver out of his class. Yeah. Aside from one other team that we'll talk about later. This is kind of my like sneaky. I'll I'll root for them if oh, yeah. I'm not rooting I'm for the Rams in the NFC side of things. Yeah, we're not playing them this year, so I'll, I, I have no yeah. problem. Yeah. rooting for the Eagles. Yeah, um, no, I I I just think they've done a great job constructing a roster. I don't think anybody in the NFC this year has even come close to this. They had some really specific needs, and they did a great job of hitting all of them. Plus, you go get Cam Jurgens um, as Kelsey's replacement, likely after the season. He was suspected to retire even before last season, so yeah. can't imagine he's going to hold on much longer, but good on them. I think we all feel comfortable in that 11-6 and six range, and for them to win this division, I think everybody's on board, so I'll keep yeah. moving. Um, the Commanders... Ugh. So I... I don't hate them or anything. I don't hate Ron Rivera. Good coach. Riverboat Ron. But dear Lord, uh, talk about teams that can't put a roster together. Let's talk about this. Uh, They are clearly gambling that former rival quarterback Carson Wentz and his big but volatile arm can be a game changer uh, for an offense that too often gets stuck in the mud despite the fact that they have weapons like Antonio Gibson, like Scary Terry McLaurin. Um, Defensively, uh, the front is loaded. Um, now that's dependent on Chase Young rejoining. I, I know he's supposed to come off the pup real soon, um, and they could be activating him tomorrow. Um, and that's the expected thing that's going to happen. Uh, but they were going to wait until the last second to do that and see where the roster was at, see where his development was at. Uh, also, uh, they've got Montez Sweat, Darren Payne, and Jonathan Allen. Um, you know, Chase mentioning the pup went out midseason last year with an ACL um, and then Sweat missed six games due to an injury and a loss in his family. Um, but they should be really good there. But their secondary is a big question mark. They drafted Percy Butler in the fourth round to potentially start at safety. But that's job right now is still up for grabs. One surprise roster move that we like one of the because it's close to us um, is uh, corner Christian Holmes from Oregon State. They took him in the seventh round. Uh, he's a backup, but is competing for a starting job right now. And so shout out to a, a local guy making Go a bees. roster. Um, he's he's looking real good at the moment. Um, and chances are he's not just going to make the roster, but he could potentially be starting at some point this season. Um. Kendall Fuller and William Jackson are the starting corners, but that unit underperformed in 2021. Um, and those jobs, like I said, are up for grabs. They, they did also have to play Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady last I season. Mean, those they are arguably the top five quarterbacks. Run a gauntlet. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, this, uh, this end of the football is, way, is a much bigger question mark. Than the offense, and that's saying something. Wentz again is a wild card at quarterback. Running back depth just took a hit. Uh, really sad story. Uh, third round pick Brian Robinson out of Alabama, reportedly in the hospital uh, with a gunshot wound from a robbery this weekend. Uh, super random. Uh, Rivera is already saying that he's going to be back sometime this season. Uh, they're talking probably in the double digit weeks, though. He's going to need uh, a full three months, it sounds like, for recovery from whatever that injury is. Sounds like it was lower body, I think. Okay. In the leg. Makes sense. Leg, I think. 
Um, it makes sense that timeline. Uh, I think they said the hopeful was 10 weeks uh, from now. So that would be around week eight, but more likely in, in weeks 10 to 11, I think is the, the hopeful. Um, they, they did uh, draft and I'm, Oh, it's Jahan. Jahan. Yeah. Jahan Jahan. Dotson. Yeah. Sorry. Um, when you don't write somebody's first name down, um, Jahan Dotson in the first round, uh, for at wide receiver, um, he's tall, leap for the tall, uh, leap for the ball kind of receiver who can do damage on the outside, but his route or routes still need to improve. Uh, Scary Terry's going to put in work on the other side. Um, he's got a new deal in hand. Curtis Samuel is that uh, third receiver and rounds out the slot position. He's a great possession receiver for the commanders. Um, Wentz, though, just sits behind so-so protection, which has not served him well. He had to deal with that. Uh, even at times last year, which was surprising in Indy, uh, they had had a, yeah. an incredible offensive line that didn't take a lot of injury hits, but all of a sudden just wasn't jiving. And I think that maybe was a little bit of a system issue. Um, this and is, the fact that Wentz ditches out on plays too quickly, yeah, he yeah. kind of runs. When, when he gets pressure, he panics. Yeah. Like he's, um, that, that's really where his decision-making goes out the window, and that's why he did not stay in Indianapolis. Yeah, it seemed to frustrate them that he would not get with the system, and that's why he's there now. Uh, plus, if you got an opportunity to go get Matt Ryan, you go get Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that later. But trade rumors are swirling around this team at the moment. I wouldn't be surprised if that line looks different by week one for them. They have contacted multiple teams uh, about possibilities. Um, Washington's always been competitive under Rivera, but I, it's not consistent. Um, they are not a complete threat either. Don't hate the team, but I don't like Wentz. When, I, when the quarterback play isn't there, it's tough to win a whole lot of games. Uh, I would be glasses half full here at nine and eight or possibly eight and nine uh, and uh, trying to compete for a wild card. Uh, maybe seeing that slip away in week 17 or 18. Yeah, I, I would agree with most of that. I think this is de- I think this system, I think the players around Wentz, I think is going to suit him better. Um, I think that the wide receivers are more dynamic than in Indianapolis. I mean, Michael Pittman was pretty much all they had there in terms of dy- of dynamic. And so I think that will help him. I think the wide receivers are a little better for him. I think, I mean, obviously, I almost said it, but then I realized that they have Jonathan Taylor. But um, I think that he has more weapons that will help him out a little bit. Um, I like him a little more here than I think most people do. Um, but I do think this is the final straw. If he doesn't, If it doesn't work out here, he's a backup for the rest of his career. So are you 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight in this realm? Yeah, I, I, could, I wouldn't be surprised if they could, if they could squeeze out 10. Again, okay. I could see them... I, I I personally, so I think you're a little I, higher on them than I am. I think I like them more than the Cowboys, honestly. After reading that, I think I feel closer to the eight and nine personally. Just after yeah. doing the math on it that I did and going to do the deep dive, I I think I'm going to pull back my nine and eight. And I, call think, it eight I think I think the second in this division. I I would not be shocked for a seven and ten. Okay, personally, but I do think they will have a point in the season come the last few weeks where they are still in that fighting spot for what I think will probably be a seven seed. And the wild card, but I just don't think they're really going to be able to pull it together. And it's probably because Wentz is going to lose them a couple of games, well, admittedly. Also, Indy did miss the playoffs straight up because of him. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So All not, they had to do was win against Jacksonville. And he's not surrounded with as good of a team as he was there. So yeah. I, to me, it, it feels like seven. But at the same time, I would not be surprised with like a nine and eight floating around 500, yeah. you know? 
I feel like they I feel like Ron Rivera does not he's not a very dynamic offensive he's no. not very dynamic on offense and I think that's gonna be troublesome for him. Yeah, and I, I, I think he hasn't been since young uh Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah. young Cam Newton. Speaking of offensive problems uh uh-huh. the NFC North. Let's get to it. What's the, that the Our favorite Bears. Uh, w- oh, this bears. is another one we're gonna read through because this team sucks. This is the basement of the NFL. What did um, I say about the Bears in the group chat that one time? I don't know. About but did we throw up a dumpster fire emoji? Because we should have. Well, all sorts of them. Let me look. Let me look. Okay, you go for it. I'm going to read through this. The Bears are claiming to be all in on 2021 20, uh, first rounder Justin Fields at quarterback, um, but they're saddling him with a shaky line and thin wide receiver core outside of Darnell Mooney. The ground game could be okay with David Montgomery, but ask me if I'm taking him in fantasy because I'm not. Um, but uh, new coach Matt, and I always say this name wrong too. I'm horrible with names. We've established this on the show. Eberflus. Eberflus. Okay, get a better name. I, I found the I found I've, I found um, a couple of the Bears comments that you made. <laughs> One of them was when the. Patriots trade Nikhil Harry to the Bears, and Jameson mm. said, you could send Jesus Christ himself to the Bears, <laughs> and they still only win six games. <laughs> Another one, the Bears are just the Washington Commanders with more history. Oh, that's that's the one I was thinking of. It <laughs> proved me wrong. Uh, and that the Seahawks let the Bears have their one win this year, a preseason game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Um, the, uh, I, Matt, sorry, Matt Eberflus has neither the personnel nor the background as a, as a defensive mind hailing from the Colts to inspire much confidence with this offense. The defense, my, meanwhile, does have some uh, likable rookies. Cornerback uh, Kyler Gordon, strong safety Jaquan Brisker. Um, but Roquan Smith, their stud linebacker, nearly ditched them after unsuccessful contract extension. holding in. He, but now he called offensive. He said the the contract offers were offensive, and it's, if he had taken them, it would hose all other linebackers in the league, uh, and they were disrespectful uh, in this process with him, which I 100% believe him. Yeah, that's not what you want to hear uh, uh, coming from your guy. Yeah, and he is, make, make no bones here, he is the guy. Uh, this is a top three linebacker in the league. My, my top three uh, right now would be Micah, him, and my Fred. guy, uh, Fred Warner, um, you know, with Bobby right, right behind at number four, just to make Grant feel better. And I do believe that. But um, no, I, they treated him like garbage. Um, it seems that uh, Eberflus is going to try and make this a win in the f- uh, trenches team, but really doesn't have the linemen to do it at this point. On offense, they let Allen Robinson get away and replaced him with Byron Pringle from Kansas City. Neat. Um, <laughs> Pringle, Pringle's a fast receiver for sure, but and he uh, isn't Harry. big. And, you know. Oh yeah, and they do have Nikhil yeah. Harry, but he doesn't play wide receiver. Uh, he plays uh, <laughs> guy who stands there. <laughs> he, I was gonna say he plays defensive back. Um, he catches like one. Uh, <laughs> Uh, specifically Jaquiski Tart. Uh, <laughs> this team has very little to be excited about other than the development of its young core, uh, Fields and Mooney included, but it's not good and headed nowhere. Uh, I'm just going to end it there and say 3-4 and four team, worst team in the league this year. Wow. I might not disagree with that. I don't... There's not been one promising thing that I've seen from this team. The most promising thing I think I've seen in recent memory was like, 
when Justin Fields had some cool scrambles last season, and that was oh, about he did it. have some pretty impressive. Fe- ones. Fields, Mooney, he, he, and Roquan are the only great things about this team. Yeah. Like that's it. They're well, gonna, I, I will three say good players. So Seahawks had a preseason game against them. Uh, the and that first drive, Fields was on the field and with the ones. So it was like you know our ones against their ones. Also, I mean against our ones, that's not really saying much. <laughs> but I will say Fields actually looked really good throwing. Yeah. Granted, it was one drive. The problem with but that. But he looked get really good throwing. He was popping out of the pocket, lasering shots to Darnell Mooney. He looked really good. Yeah. The, he, looked, he looked like he's taking a leap. The The thing that sucks, and because I'm not like a huge Fields fan. I'm not a huge Fields hater. I'm kind of like you know, lukewarm on him. He's a but guy. He's, he's in probably one of the worst positions you can be in oh, for, yeah. for what he wants to do and what he's able to do because he's not good enough to carry a bad team. No, you know we're we're gonna eventually talk about the Packers, and yeah, we know that they struggle in like the receiving core, for example. Mm-hmm. But Aaron has more than enough to overcome that. That's mm-hmm. not really a situation where you can put a young guy like Fields who well, doesn't not quite fair. have those tools, no. and he's young, and they're not really doing him any favors, and so they're they're gonna be a dumpster fire yeah. for sure. This well, year. And I think that, that that's pretty much the case with almost all the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, they all went to these garbage places and are expected to carry the franchise for the next 10, 15 years yeah. or so. The only one that got into a good spot was the Niners. Trey Lance got to the best spot, but yeah. also, I mean, they, they, they gave up a lot to get him. He was very fortunate that the Niners had that injury <laughs> history when they did for mm-hmm. him to end up going there because they sure. were not a bad team. They were a very unfortunate team. Yeah. yeah these other true. teams are bad teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to move right along and just jump into the Lions. Uh, they are hoping that all the goodwill fiery coach Dan Campbell has earned despite a lowly first-year record will translate into actual success in 2022. Uh, the offense is a lot speedier with the addition of first-round pick uh, Jameson Williams, who's coming along from an injury, uh, and DJ Chark at wideout, uh, and coupled with other pass catchers, uh, TJ Hawkinson and Amon, I can't say Amon Ross St. Brown. I know I suck. Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, the unit actually has some firepower. The sun god, I, as they call him. <laughs> this that's a really good receiving core. Yeah. Uh, it really is. Um, and St. Brown like legitimately went off. He won some people championships uh, last year yeah, because he did. of that last stretch. Looking at one right here, <laughs> including yeah, yeah. I, right I, I I won the A League because of that guy. Um. But here's the thing. Jared Goff hasn't played a great full season for a fat minute. Um, and, well, you know, it's Goff. Um, I do like the one-two punch at running back with Swift and Jamal Adams. Uh, Swift just needs to stay on the field the whole season. Yeah. And uh, we've said that a lot about many different guys uh, today, but uh, Swift could be a real difference maker. That dude is special. Um, the offensive line is healthy after losing multiple starters last season to some injuries. Uh, it's pretty formidable. I uh, there are still holes in Campbell's defense, even with Aiden Hutchinson added to the pass rush and a year of maturing. Um, you know, this still really isn't a strong unit. Um, they may be fighters, but honestly, it remains to be seen if the Lions have enough to string together wins. I think they're going to get wins here and there, maybe win two in a row here or there. Uh, they do have an easier schedule. Uh, the, uh, the NFC North has one of the easier schedules uh, this season. I think they have a, a division division wide. They have the second easiest schedule. Um, they uh, they have a lot of improvement, showing some things. It's on the up. This team is on the up. Last year, I went a little high on my wins for them. I I was a little off. Um, 
But this team lost so many close games. I know. And games that sh- they should have won. 66-yard uh, yeah. off the uh, the middle crossbar. By the GOAT. I mean, the you know. The kicker to ever kick. Yeah. Justin Tucker ha- it literally needed every inch <laughs> of room to get that ball in and did. And they converted a, a fourth and long right before that to get him in position. Oh, so it's yeah. like everything that, that could have went wrong, like went wrong at the very end. I mean, yeah, Dan Dan Campbell had six heart attacks that day. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, though, for them, eight and nine is achievable, and it's going to be a year of growth. We all like the Lions. I'm going to be you, rooting for them. Oh, all, all the this, time. This sure. is the, the other team when we were talking about the Eagles yeah. that I was talking about where I'm going to root for them whenever they're playing. Because, yeah. again, if you hate Detroit, like, you just have so much hate in your heart. I don't know what to Seriously, tell you. Seriously, you're just a messed they're, up they're, person. They're kind of like the NFL sweethearts. They're the Hard Knocks team this year. I have watched all three episodes, and I will tell you that while Dan Campbell needs to learn other words outside of the F word, and man <laughs> and bro, um, and he's a horrible motivational speaker, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> he... <laughs> like, he clearly is a football mind, and when he's not up front in front of them, like, it makes sense, but, like, as somebody who speaks in part for a living and spends a lot of time on stages, I would never ask this man to be on a stage. He just, that is not his thing. Yeah. He's real good one-on-one. But not he would great die with the for mic you, and that's all that matters. He would die for you. He would, he, <laughs> he would, would. definitely, well, he'd at least kill some people for you, well, and he, he looks yeah. like he, he could he, tear he them apart. He would bite off some kneecaps for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, I I like eight and nine. Uh, real quick, Grant, do you like eight and nine, or are you in I this think, boat? I think seven. You're I seven. seven I, wins. I, I I don't think that I, that's ridiculous. And, and I think that seven is like their ceiling. I think. I mean, that's a huge growth from last year. I personally believe that nine is the ceiling. I wow. like eight and nine. I think with I think nine's the ceiling. It's it's when you look at the roster. When you look at the this is a good receiving core. They have good running backs. They are healthy across the line. They have not lost anybody to a major injury at this point. Knock yep. on wood. Uh, their special teams is formidable. Like I genuinely you know think. I, They're right there. As you know, I, I've talked about Goff a lot. Yes, you have. You know, over the last year on this podcast. As long as he's put in a position to where he's not going to have to make a lot of decisions and that rush. Decide the game. And, and as long rush, as he doesn't have to be two-minute Goff. As long as he can just go out there and be a serviceable top 25 quarterback, all he has to do is get the ball to these guys. Yes. And if that's all that it's going to take, I think eight wins. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for him every week. I think eight and nine is doable. Okay. Is I mean, the ceiling the only, nine or is the ceiling eight? I think the ceiling is eight. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Because they won three. So if they win six, which I think they're going to do, that's doubling their wins from last year. Yeah. Like, they could have very easily won six games last year. They just had the worst luck. Yeah. <laughs> A mat- uh, that's, and that's part true. of that was on themselves. Yeah. They should not that's have fair. allowed that to happen. Yeah. But still, it was like, this is the most unfortunate thing that's happening right before our eyes. Yeah. And I think they sure some of that up this year. I think they drafted pretty well. And it's like fine. you had mentioned, they have some good weapons. So what, I'm rooting for them. What, what is awesome is this is the first time that they will not start two rookies yeah. in the last 10 years. Really? This is the first time. So they they have, and it looks like they're only going to have four, maybe five rookies make the roster. Um, and uh, by the way, there's this linebacker whose last name is Rodriguez. They call him Rodrigo. Uh, I've, again, I've been watching Hard Knocks. Um, watch him play. T- 
telling you, this kid is so much fun to watch. He's a little undersized right now. He's not super tall, but uh, he's going to contribute a ton on special teams. He's amazing on special teams, but all he does is make tackles. He is a tackling machine, and dude, he gets low leverage like few guys in the NFL. I watched him pull down and drop multiple left and right tackles uh, from the Indianapolis Colts and in preseason games. I mean, it was... It was incredible to watch him. He he's working his way up the roster right now, but super fun to watch. Um, he uh, the the Packers. We're just gonna go right through these next two because I think these are these next two are the two best teams in this division. Agreed. Uh, the Packers are trusting that Aaron Rodgers at thirty eight is gonna keep it rolling after the departure of Devonta Adams to the Raiders. This team still has a lot of hope. Yeah. Uh, Coach Matt LaFleur's track record is superb in the regular season. Remember, this guy has won 13 games twice uh, as a head coach. Most wins uh, for any quarterback. Four years. You were stumbling through that, so I was just making trying to figure it out. I was trying yeah. to figure out how many seasons he's been. Do it in coach. your head. Do it in your head, Grant. He has done a great job in the regular season. I... They're going to lean, uh, it looks like they're going to lean heavily on the tandem of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to win games on the ground. Dillon has just taken off and looks like a freaking wrecking ball. Hey, when he's not getting shoved by cops in his own stadium. Yeah, that's, that's true. Which is pretty solid. Um, but the revamped defense uh, may have just as big a role in offsetting Adams' loss. Uh, both uh, defensive lines, a second-round pick, uh, Devonta Wyatt and first-rounder, uh, linebacker Quay Walker, are expected to have big roles as rookies. Quay's going to start. Uh, Wyatt looks like uh, he's going to sub in and around the line. He plays uh, inside and outside, kind of the uh, Eric Armstead role for the 49ers. Um, and when healthy and at their peak, um, Alexander and Darnell Savage, uh, even Razul Douglas, stay around the ball in the secondary, do a great job. I really like a pick that we thought a lot of at the time. But nobody's talked about since. In the third round, uh, they selected Christian Watson from North Dakota uh, it, it, to be a part of their receiving core. Uh, he was highly touted due to his freak size at 6'5", 208, and had an electric 4.28 40-yard dash. I was shocked he fell as far as he did. And I it, thought he was an early second rounder. I thought he was going, uh, yeah, when they when they took, uh, was it Quay right there at the end of the first? Yeah. I thought that might be the pick. We said it multiple times um, that he may be going there. Uh, and we knew that they liked him, uh, but they felt like they had to address the defense first. Um, nobody's talking about how well he's doing. Uh, he takes the top off a of defense. Uh, he can play. He can go up for the jump ball. I like him a lot, um, and, and genuinely, uh, if you're in a 12 or a 14-team league and you're looking for those depth picks, this is a guy that you should be looking at uh, for sure uh, in later rounds. Uh, Alan Lazard uh, is going to be the primary, uh, primary target uh, taker uh, as a receiver. He's going to be moving to the uh, full-time left side uh, of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he moves up the depth chart with Adams leaving it into that role. Uh, the Packers pulled in veteran Sammy Watkins from the Chiefs. They have Randall Cobb as their Swiss Army knife do-it-all slot receiver. Robert Tunyon, uh, and still playing football somehow, is Mercedes Lewis. Uh, they're going to snag red zone targets for sure. Um, don't think that Aaron Rodgers lost a lot. Um, 
Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's going to put the ball where the ball needs to go. Your job yep. is to catch it. Uh, he and and I not that you know Carr isn't going to uh, do a great job. Devonta Adams is a bit of a freak. Where um, Rodgers would just tell you he just trusted him. Uh, he put it on one shoulder or the other, and he just knew that Devonta could make it work, and he did. Um, but Aaron Rodgers uh, genuinely. Uh, just makes things happen for receivers. This this offense is going to be just fine. The defense is going to be the key. And uh, that unit took a, a step forward this year. Uh, I like this team as a whole. Once again, they were my Super Bowl pick last year. I expect them to play late into January. I have them. This is my 12-5 and five team. I think this is the NFC favorite. Um, I don't know if it's going to be unanimous. I would assume you would probably agree, Grant. Or he's at least considering. Or he's thinking about it. I do think this is going to be the best I know team he hates in the, the NFC. The Packers, but um, and I think Aaron probably one so of annoying. the one of the few twelve and five teams. I mean, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go twelve and five, and they're gonna lose in the first round. Like that's, <laughs> that's just what they do. I'm uh, sorry, but Aaron Rodgers cannot finish. I'm not. I'm not saying I disagree with that portion. Yeah, they of might it, get that week off I, and then just get pulled. I, I think all things considered, they'll still be the favorite. Yeah, but that only means so much when you actually get there. Yeah. Um, but no, again, I trust, I try, I trust two other teams more than, uh, in the NFC than I do. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm just saying they have three bye weeks. I think they get to play the bears twice. So yeah, uh, they get some free wins in there again, yeah. just by proxy. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Their totally. defense is going to be nasty. I think, I think, I think the defense is going to get better. I really do. I do think that this is going to have, is going to cause Aaron Rodgers to spread the ball out more. So I think that means that they'll be a little more dynamic than just throwing to Devonta Adams. Adams I was going to say eighty the same times thing. a game. Yeah, I like, think they'll be less predictable because of that. Yeah, um, they'll be a little predictable. Ayahuasca I think be Aaron, some advantage. what's that? Ayahuasca Aaron might be a, a little bit of a different <laughs> teammate. So maybe he'll be a little bit more accepting of some of his other, um, maybe less trusting and tenured receivers. Yeah, but. so I do think that makes them a little less predictable. Um, they did also lose Valdez Scantling as well, who was a deep threat for them. But, yeah, but he didn't like catching the ball that much. He did when it really mattered. He was big in fourth quarters. Yeah, but 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 that being saying, I do think that yes, I do think Christian Watson has not been Watson has not been talked about as much. I think Sammy Watkins will bring some value R- for the R- first four weeks. Yeah, the first four weeks, he's <laughs> every, he's going to be the number one wa- waiver hey, wire pickup. Yep, go, go draft him with your last pick. Yeah, start him week one. You will not regret it. Yes. Yeah. He'll get you twenty eight points. The, that's the sportsify that, guarantee. That's yes. I uh, we're we're gonna we should do use an that over-under drop. On how many points is gonna <laughs> have? Week mark one that. Time. Mark that for the drop. Yeah. Uh, it was one oh seven right on the dot. By the way. Um. No. I the. So were you were you eleven six or you twelve and five? I'll probably go twelve and five. Okay. Again, that doesn't mean it's, anything. It's me. the regular season. It's the Green Bay Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers. And it's, it's twelve Matt and five. Four. It's twelve and five. Okay. Yeah. We are in agreement. Um, the last team in this division, the Vikings, are the biggest pro- question mark in my opinion on this in this division. This one, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I don't. I think there's there is so much potential to go really good or boomer bust. Yes, they are. Sure. They are a wild yes, yes, card yes. contender. Uh, these this team is never bad enough to warrant a reset, but never great enough to chase the title. Uh, and that trend is feels like to continue right that's now. What it feels like to have. Well, uh, that quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> the no, it, the epitome they, of. It, 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 it's the Vikings line. It's like, yeah. are you better than the Vikings or here, are you worse than the Vikings? But here might be the difference. Here might be the difference. I, I do think that changes. Ex-Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell is yep. taking over from Mike Zimmer. 
Uh, his yep. quarterback, Kirk Cousins, is in the same boat uh, as a solid, if unspectacular, starter. 10 a.m. West Coast time on Sundays. Woo. Magnificent. Woo. Uh, did he throw 35 and 13 last year? Yes, he did. Did he throw over 4,000 yards again? Yeah. Yes, he did. Um, and he will again. And he will again. And he will be really boring to watch, not just in press conferences, uh, but on the football field. Um, but his weapons are some of the best in the game. Running back Dalvin Cook, wide receiver Justin Jefferson, wide receiver Adam Thielen are all fantastic. Yep. They're going to score a lot of points on this team. They absolutely are. And that, yep. th- th- that's never been the question on this team. Uh, it, it, it never has been. And Justin Jefferson even came out and said that um, now he understands why Cooper Cup was open so much mm-hmm. last season. So if Justin Jefferson can be as open as Cooper Cup was. Which is very possible. Uh, especially because he because you can't double straight up. You can't double all the time, no, uh, Justin still... Jefferson or Adam Thielen, because they're going to hose you one way or the other. Yeah. You almost have to play too deep on these guys all the time, which means those middle-run routes are going to be open all day. Uh, you know, And Kirk picks people apart. That's and what you, he does. you can't disregard the run game here, obviously. No, oh, and, no. and Dalvin so. is one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league for sure as well. And just best running as so, well. Like, he just... He, you know, he's great all the way around. As he, long as he's on the field. Yeah. yeah. You know. He'll, he'll miss three games a year. That's what he does. I, I <laughs> he think, though, that this offense was him. missing a gear because of the play callers Absolutely. That, that Zimmer had. I mean, even himself at times for short stints took over play calling. Um, so I and just you could tell. Yeah, it, it was bad. And uh, in, in terms of how they use some of this talent, this team is incredibly talented, though. And I think that bringing in uh, Kevin O'Connell makes perfect sense for this team. The the defense post Zimmer actually looks a little more balanced uh, now that Zedarius Smith and Jordan Hicks have joined Eric Hendricks and uh, Daniel Hunter at linebacker in their new three four. I think the three four for this uh, personnel setup is perfect. Um, that adjustment though always takes a little bit of time. It's going to take a little bit of getting used to. You're going to see some uh, big plays happen because guys are out of place or not quite sure how to handle certain situations. Um, and the rookies they drafted in the first round pick uh, safety Lewis. Uh, kind and second round corner uh, Andrew Booth. They're still coming along. Um, they haven't claimed starting jobs yet, but both of those guys expected to mature into those roles as the season goes along. And those were big areas of need uh, for this team. Yeah. We we said that going into last year that we were ticked that they did not uh, handle those positions with something outside of like eight nine year veterans uh, who had outplayed contracts uh, or, or had underperformed contracts. Sorry. Um, and we're out of them. The, it didn't make a lot of sense with, that they were just trying to plug and play Patrick Peterson, for instance, um, uh, and pay him too much money, yeah, things like that, was, that. That was tough to watch. So it's good to stuff. see that they're thinking long term. I think yeah. they did a good job managing this roster in the offseason. I really like the Andrew Booth pick a lot. We had him going yeah. in the first round, late first round. Yeah, it was a steal, I think. I think that just happened in part because of certain style of corner that a couple teams were looking for and that's why he dropped yeah but uh, still great great pick there i like that one a lot especially yep. they were able to get him in the second round they're still going to need to outscore opponents more often than not again they're young in some areas on defense especially on the back end um but i like them to be the typical wild contenders wild card contenders that they are nine and eight i would not be surprised i was just taking a peek at their schedule I would not be surprised. It's an, it's an easier a, schedule for a ten-win yeah. season out of them. I would actually be a little 
underwhelmed if they didn't at least get 10 wins, all things considered. Yeah. Um, especially if, you know, because I, I feel pretty good about my, like, Lions are going to be in that 7-8. to eight. Like, I, I feel pretty good about that. I think I think they're going to have to win a couple surprise games. I think they're going to have. I think to they will. The they usually once. do every yeah. year, and I and I they think, usually do win a game or two that you're like, oh wow, yeah they, yeah, they showed up. And so I think because of that, like yes, I would consider them to be a couple or few games better than the Lions. But again, th- th- we've talked about boomer bust. It could be ten games. Things they could, could be seven. terrible. They could win seven. Sure, uh, they could fall apart. But I, I do think. With O'Connell there, it's going to be a very drastic change in their offense. And I do think that while as average as he is, Kirk Cousins is going to get the ball to the people that need it. They have a great run game. They have Justin Jefferson, I I think, unarguably a top three receiver in the league. Adam Thielen is still amazing as a two. Um, The defense is going to have to be consistent. Uh, But as long as they don't turn the ball over and lose stupid games. And they don't turn the ball over a lot. Yeah. This is a team um, that does a good job. They, they, he, if Kirk is anything, he's a good game manager. Yep. So as long as they continue to do that and they don't throw away games on the offensive side, I, I do think that 10 is, is pretty manageable. And that's yeah. probably where I would see that. No, I, I understand the degrees, Jameson. I think 10. I, I think they can win 10. 100%. I think that the division is not going to be decided till like the last week or two. Be- just because I think that for a majority of the season, the Vikings are going to keep pace with the Packers mm-hmm. and it's not going to be decided till that week 16, 17, yeah. 18. And I do think 10 is their peak and that's, yeah. that's I'm, I'm kind of riding with the boom of them. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, 10 is like the most they can get and I think that's what they will get. Well, we've been talking uh, about good teams for too long. So let's talk about the Falcons and the NFC South. Um, The Falcons are starting from scratch for the second straight year under coach Arthur Smith, uh, who's already declared ex-Titans flop Marcus Mariota as his guy under center for now, at least. Um, They botched the pursuit of Deshaun Watson and subsequently, yes, they did. They botched it. That's they probably do, a blessing in disguise, honestly. Uh, they, uh, well, I'm so just saying they saying. botched it. They, you know, if you're trying to get him, they didn't. So, yes. um, and they subsequently dealt longtime quarterback Matt Ryan to the Colts as kind of an unofficial apologetic send off. Uh, Oops, we're sorry. That is arguably the worst trade that we have in ever the history seen. of trades. Well, that's because they did botch that thing so bad. But with you could have gotten there. There is no way. In the world that the Colts wouldn't have given more up if you'd put up a fight. And also you're like, yeah. oh, no, 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 we'll take all of his contract, too. They literally took the biggest dead cap hit in the history of the NFL and took nothing in the trade. It was a third round pick, right? Yeah, that's it. A third round pick. Um, you know, I'm not saying Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer or anything. Don't get me wrong. Guy has played in a Super Bowl and uh, was Kyle Shanahan running the ball away from uh, beating the Patriots. but. Um, Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. He's a very consistent quarterback. Um, and only get a third round uh, offer for him. And, and you're have paying to take him that, what? Uh, the dead cap, I think, is over 50, right? They got caught with the hand in the cookie jar and didn't even try so to like, bad. do anything. Like, they didn't even try to lie about it. You know? Seriously, it's just such a bad trade. But uh, that was just the start of the offseason for them. Um, they did, uh, they, they may have already. Uh, in the draft, uh, taking the heir apparent Mariota and Desmond Ritter uh, in the third round is a solid preseason, uh, but he will hold a clipboard until Mariota turns it over or finds himself catching his old nemesis, the injury bug. Um, 
The hybrid ball carrier, Cordell Patterson, who became a running back in his early 30s, apparently. Um, pretty good at it. He's <laughs> pretty decent at it. Um, the numbers on him weren't as high as I thought they were, by they, the way. But they, the fantasy ones were. The the overall points for on fantasy were, but his his uh, yardage, I thought, yeah, was higher. I thought it was, and too. It, I was kind of surprised to see that. Um, and then uh, tight uh, end Kyle Pitts, who's really a wide receiver. Uh, and uh, I... They've got both of them. Um, they're going to be their top weapons, at least looking uh, at the offense as it is at the moment. Um, you kind of figure they're going to be a little more old school and run heavy just because they don't have uh, a whole lot at the wide receiver position. Now, I say that, but I say this. They did take boomer bust wide receiver Drake London. I think he's the riskiest first round uh, wide receiver. Uh, you know, I thought that going into the draft when they took him, I went, oh, I don't love it. Um, but here's the thing. He has the best ceiling yeah. of all of the wide receivers in this draft class. Well, and we we talked about, too, the fantasy value for him is pretty huge because there's no one else there. Yeah. And, and, and you he, get him in the 12th or well, 13th other round. Other than Pitts. Other than Pitts yes. is a receiver. Um, but London... Uh, London was hurt a lot at USC. That's why I say it's a boomer bust uh, decision here. That makes me hesitant when a guy has injury problems in college. Very few guys have that where it doesn't translate over into the NFL. His ball catching skills and leaping ability are absolutely amazing. Um, but he's got to stay on the field. Uh, that offense might have some fantasy producers, but they're going to have a hard time putting up over 21 points consistently behind an okay line and Honestly, at this point, a mediocre quarterback, and I'm a Marcus Mariota fan as an Oregon Duck uh, believer and supporter, um, but Mariota has not translated well as a starting quarterback consistently in the NFL. Um, I hope that he reshapes that, reforms that, and uh, gets several more years in the NFL, but uh, he's mediocre uh, on a good day right now. Um, defensively, the Falcons are still young and improving. Uh, so not a lot to add into this other than they will probably lose more games uh, that defense will for this team uh, as they mature into their roles this season. Uh, they're playing spoiler. Um, this is, in my mind, the second worst team uh, in the NFC mm-hmm. and might be the second worst team in the NFL at 4-13. and 13. They have some cool pieces, but they may very well be one of the worst rosters. I also think Arthur yeah. Smith is on a hot seat. I know it's probably not all his fault, but no. but I mean... You inherited a really bad team. The team also just lost everything as well. I mean, it would have been cool to see uh, Matt Ryan throw some jump balls to Drake London, but that's uh, obviously not going to be the case. And I think 10 games in, you've got to look at Marcus and say, hey, we got to see what we need or what, or what we have, sorry, in Desmond yeah. Ritter. I mean, getting you, um, I mean, winning four, they may be in that four wins too. puts you probably in the top five, top yeah. five pick. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pretty bad teams coming from the NFC this year. But let's just say if they're at two and eight, yeah. Day after ten, it would make a lot of sense that they switch it over to Ritter, Ritter see what there. you got, and that's what's that is what may save uh, Arthur Smith's job. Yeah, putting in the uh, guy. Moving down to the Panthers, this was a fun team to pay attention to in the off season. Uh, they went and got their guy Baker Mayfield at quarterback in the off season. They've already uh, called him their starter, and basically don't have a choice now um, because they've lost last year's starter Sam Darnold to an injury, as well as third round pick Matt Coral. Uh, to an injury. Uh, Coral's officially lost for the season. The Looks like thing? D- Sam Darnold's going to miss this Frank time. injury. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, the, the toe, right? It's the toe thing. I think. Um, the receivers are an underrated setup. They, this 
it, I was like looking at what they have and I'm like, holy cow. I uh, kind of forgot about their third and fourth here. Um, they've got DJ Moore, who is a solid number one, uh, fantastic receiver. Uh, Robbie Anderson, um, Higgins, who they got from Cleveland, and Chenault, they got from the Jaguars. That was it today? Was it yesterday? Um, they traded for him. That was that. That was that just happened. Yeah, there yesterday. I mean that that's that's a good unit all the way around, right there. Um, it's a solid four. Um, but straight up the team's success, uh, it depends wholly on the fragile but dynamic Christian McCaffrey. This team was 4-0 when he was playing uh, at the start of the season last year. He goes out with an injury, and it derails. Um, that offense simply has not been able to move without him. Chubba Hubbard is not Christian McCaffrey uh, 2.0 and showed that. As much uh, as that name is awesome. Year. He has, the, in my mind, the best name in the NFL right now. Um, because I can say it, that's part of it. Um, but uh, I, yeah, they rise and fall with Christian McCaffrey. This defense looks the part and is loaded with young talent. C.J. Henderson and J.C. Horn at corner are a legit duo. Xavier Woods holding up for the young guys at free safety makes that secondary a force. Uh, Shaq Thompson in the middle and a load of veteran defensive linemen. They don't have a rookie right now. Before cutdowns, they didn't have a single rookie in their top three slots. Um, at defensive end or in interior defensive line, didn't have a rookie anywhere in there. They had that's like how two, experienced they are. Well, they also only had like two picks in the first like 120 picks or something like that. Yeah, true. And 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 totally fair. But I mean, that just shows the amount of veteran players they've got on this roster. They look to be heading the right direction uh, from a team management standpoint. I thought this was a team that did a lot of the right things. Yeah. Uh, this off season. Um, this is going to be no easy contest for opponents, uh, and they're going to be able to hold their own. I really believe that. We know how competitive Baker is. We know that he is not. He went to a team that is night. honestly that I think is just as talented as Cleveland in terms of the skill positions. He got awesome wide receivers. I'm a Christian McCaffrey if he's healthy. Yeah, I, I would take the. I, I honestly, as a whole, I'd take the defense of Cleveland. No, no, I'm saying the, and the off, offensive line off, of Cleveland. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but no, I'm talking about the offensive weapons. Skill, you're talking about skill positions. Skill yeah. positions, they, I mean, they they match very very well, very comparatively to them. Yeah, I, I think that Iquan is a great pick. I was I can't believe when, he fell. When McCaffrey's in there, he may have better talent overall here. Yeah, in yeah. The skill positions. Well, I mean, DJ which, is awesome, and, and this division's easier. And it'll it'll help Baker too if Christian McCaffrey is healthy to have an extra guy to dump the ball off to and maybe save I mean, yeah, him a couple. He's of a hits. thousand yard. He's, yeah. he's you know? in a thousand yard receiving. Yeah, like he's yeah, done so. that. So, I this uh, it would not surprise me if this team is on the outside at a nine and eight chasing a wild card. That would not surprise me at all. Uh, I see them as like the rough and tumble team that's going to come in here and try and make some noise. Like that's that's how these analysts are going to call them this year. It, well, because it, it feels like a Baker team, and yeah. that's what Cleveland was with Baker for the majority was their team chasing a wild card. You know, um, they all clearly hit a point where they rose significantly once they invested in the run game. But um, yeah, I think they're nine and eight. And I, I like that. I think they're going to have some nice upsets and uh, they're going to win some close games. Yeah, it, it all depends on CMC, though. If, if he's out, they're going to win like four games, yep. four <laughs> or five games. I see. I wouldn't drop. I, I think I think Baker's just that much better. I think Sam Dar- personally. 
Baker's way better than Sam Darnold. I don't know what anybody is looking at on tape. Baker's a solid quarterback. He's Absolutely. a solid quarterback. But I've heard so many people, like you you heard analysts going, yeah, I don't I don't know why they're treating Sam Darnold this way. And I'm like, because Sam Darnold is trash. To me, it's more of a... It's more of a Matt Rule thing than it is yeah. a yeah. Baker thing. I don't. And if CMC's not there, then without that extra talent, I don't think Matt Rule can really scheme them into a position to win as many games. Yeah. yeah. But I think nine and eight for me, eight. when, yep. when yeah. healthy, is like a pretty solid bet. Yeah. I can see them getting the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nobody. None of us are going to be shocked, especially yeah. if that if the people that we all just named are still playing. In week 18, we will not be surprised well, at all. Think about it. We thought that potentially, like, when Sam Darnold came to the team, we we're like, that was the piece they needed was a quarterback. Like, we we yeah. still thought that Sam Darnold was just in a bad spot and, and that he was talented. And I still think Sam Darnold's talented. I just think the dude just can't figure it out. I think he needs a lot more around him than Baker does. Yes. That's all. And yeah. When I call him trash, I say he's trash by himself. Granted, he I would, I would prefer him over what we got in Seattle. I would. Okay. But I think that's a comparison, at least. Um, that just shows you where things are at in Seattle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, More than speaking on Sam Darnold's skills. Let's go the Saints. Skills. The Saints are in an odd place between contending and rebuilding after the retirement of Coach Sean Payton. Uh, he's since been replaced by defensive coordinator Dennis Allen. Uh, familiar stars like Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas is playing football. He still now, exists, friends. A, apparently, he can play football. Uh, everybody says he's doing great. Um, are now paired with uh, a fresh help up front. Uh, first rounder, offensive tackle Trevor Penning being one of those. Uh, outside wide receivers, also first round pick Chris Olave. Trevor Penning has been, is out for indefinitely. Oh yeah, that's right. I just heard, that's, that's, oh dude, my bad. I forgot to put my note in there. Yeah, he's out indefinitely. So again, that's a, we don't know when. Uh, is, isn't that a week eight? I don't know. I've, I don't even know it's why he's, why he's not them. playing. Is it an injury or is it a? Yeah. Yeah, it's an injury. So, um, but Olave, uh, who looks fantastic, um, and uh, and then Jarvis Landry comes in. Jarvis can still play, dude. He can play, and he can be a target and reception monster for you. And he's home, so we'll have a little bit of a boost, I think, yeah. just from yep. being where he wants to be. I think honestly, if we get eighty percent of Michael Thomas, we and we have Chris Olave, who if he's everything they say, and Jarvis Landry, you probably have a top three wideout room. It, well, and remember, Callaway's still there, who made some incredible plays last year. Yep. Uh, was kind of forced into that uh, that number one role when he began the season as the number four. Um, you know, and uh, and, and plays really well. He's going to be looks like he's going to be the number four receiver on this team again. Um, I also love that the team brought back Mark Ingram, who has already reminded us in the preseason how effective he can be in short yardage in the short yardage game. He scored a pair of uh, red zone touchdowns in week two of the preseason. Um, he's going to poach points away from Alvin Kamara, which is why I haven't been targeting him. Um, James Winston has to stay on the field for this team to win, though. Um, the Red Rocket is his backup. And while uh, we love watching the Red Rocket um, play quarterback and everything, um, he's not near the passer that James is at this point in his career. Um, and, uh, and so he needs to stay healthy, uh, for them to win games. We make that mention, of course, because he went out early in the season last year after a terrific early showing, yeah. uh, for the saints. Mm -hmm. It wasn't uh, the air it out. James Winston. It was the smart, very Drew Brees esque. The honestly. Sean Payton coached. Yes. Yep. Uh, James Winston. Um, I think we need to see more of the 
gunslinger. I think honestly, for this team to really from to for this team to get a lot better, I personally think that's what we need to see more of the gestures that that slings it out with also cut cutting down on the interceptions. Yeah. Well, now that he's had that surgery. He should be fine. Yeah, he had LASIK. Um No, I think Allen's uh, defense as well deserves the benefit of the doubt. Uh, they're a physical battle-tested uh, unit. The Honey Badger is now in New Orleans after a few great years in Kansas City. Uh, Tyron headlines home. a secondary that uh, already had Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus May. Uh, Cameron Jordan is going to pull down 50, 15 sacks. almost said 50. 15 sacks if he's healthy all season and is terrifying. Um and I and really I think linebacker may be their biggest and only area of weakness as a team, other than obviously losing Penning at left tackle. Uh, that does suck. I I think he was actually penciled in at right, if I remember correctly. Um, but if you're gonna beat the Saints defense, it's gonna be on the ground. Yeah. Um they they hold those edges in the deep ball pretty well. Um you're gonna have to uh you have to beat them on the ground. And I think they are gettable. If you run the ball away from Cam Jordan. Um, which I know a lot of teams say, if you want to beat a defensive end, run it at him, not at Cam Jordan. Uh, <laughs> that's the exception to the rule. Um, but you run the ball away from him, and they don't have the linebacker play to keep up with you. The middle of that defense is very gettable. Um, I think teams that do well with the yak are going to do well against that defense. Uh, for instance, the 49ers are playing the Saints, uh, as are uh, the Rams this year. Um, I think those are two teams that should fare some well. Good yackers some good on those squads. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I did not actually put, I just realized I didn't put a win total here for our, my last two. Um, I have them at, uh, now glass half full is 10 wins. Um, yeah. You know, uh, a pessimistic view for me would be nine. So, and I, I, and I really having a hard time choosing, to be honest. I think they'll get 10. I, I I do. I think I think they're probably second place in the division. Because if we're just being honest, they're straight up better than Carolina, right? As yes. a whole, yes. Then they're more experienced. Carolina's nine and eight. They're they're ten and seven. Yeah. Or they're at least nine and eight with the tiebreaker. Uh, tiebreaker. Yeah. That sounds fair. I think they might be an eight win team. Ooh. Break, and, that, break that down for us. I, I just think, I, I don't know. I'm not as big. I mean, I'm willing to be proven wrong because on paper, I obviously think that they're better than the Panthers. And I, and I still think they might be better than the Panthers and still be eight and nine. I'd have to look at their schedule and go game by game to actually like, okay, okay. where are my numbers going to line up? I, I just think they're going to be slightly underwhelming. And I, I'm not as big on Michael Thomas. Again, I'm willing to be proven wrong. But for somebody who hasn't played football for like two years to come back and under a new coach who, you know, obviously has been with the team, but under a new head coach, a quarterback who just came off of a torn ACL, I I don't know if I'm like, I think that might ramp up later in the season. I think their defense is going to help carry some of that early, uh, you know, several weeks of the season. But I, I just... I don't know if I'm as sold on them as I would be otherwise in past Saints years because they always seem to kind of be in the mix. No, I don't. I don't but, have a problem with you taking a step back because Sean Payton's not there. Yeah. Okay, but but you already said on paper this team is is better straight up than the Panthers, who we have at nine wins, and we're agreeing on that. Yes. and you're saying they may they may be a better team, but only win eight. I get what you're saying. Um, 
but on paper, this is a 10 win team on paper. Cause you, I, I mean, yes, you're looking at the names but, that are but there. I, I'm operating under the assumption that I don't think Michael Thomas is going to be what we think. And I don't think like, I think on paper, yes, 10, I think in actuality, we'll probably see them in my opinion, closer to like eight wins. Hmm. I think we're just going to disagree on that one. I think this is a double-digit team. I think it all depends on James Winston. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I don't know. I just got this weird thing with okay. the Saints all of a sudden where I'm just like, I, I don't... Because we have, we have a lot of teams that we say are going to have 10 wins, 11 wins, 12 wins. There's only so many wins to go around. Okay. I mean, And I think somewhere there's going to be a team that doesn't fall under the if we were, status quo. If this we were team picking is just a be team them. in each division to prove it, okay, th- that would be your team in this division. For sure, then. Uh, yeah, and if- I still think that they'll probably, like when I was looking earlier, I was thinking, okay, who are my seven playoff teams? They are still the team for me that can be in the playoffs, but I think that there's a, a big enough chance for them to go 8-9 to where I'll say, I think they might go 8-9. I'll just kind of swerve a little bit in okay. comparison. Okay. I think well, it, as goes Jameis Winston, goes the Saints. Honestly, I think this team is going to rely on him a lot more than we think. Um, and if he and that's my show thing up, too. Is if he doesn't at, show up, as much as I want to root for Jameis and you know Dark Horse Jameis, all the stuff. That's right. It's still it's a little left to be desired for me, and I'm more than happy to be proved wrong. I have nothing against the Saints, but I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, and I hope to see it. Okay, but I'm well, gonna say eight just to swerve a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna move down to the division winner, um, which I think everybody's just penciled in the Buccaneers. Our contenders, because of Tom Brady, still defying time at age 45. He will be the starting quarterback after retired, unretired, and all that garbage. Why does he uh, try to take over the Miami Dolphins? Favre Good did times. Um, the Tom number Brady's one player it. in the NFL, as would advise peers, at the age of 45. <laughs> Who will have his number retired throughout the entire league when he dies. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, the reality is he doesn't just throw the ball, but impacts the fabric of an organization with his, I like to say aura, his history, his preparation, and somehow still his stupid arm. We witnessed it firsthand in the Rams game. That's fair. He's like, well, been here before. And all of a sudden I'm over here on the floor on my hands and knees (laughs) crying in front of the TV. (laughs) <laughs> I do remember that text message it was, exchange. That text it was a che- was it was, crazy. It was a text. Crazy. It was a check on Jameson scenario uh, for sure. Um, oh, remember, I, was, I mean, I've never been a bigger Bucks fan in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no way, this is happening. Uh, oh. Bruce Arians did retire. Um, he left the reins to defensive coordinator Todd Bowles. Uh, this could present a few hurdles. Uh, Bowles did not have the uh, best time out his first time as coach. But he was with the Jets. Uh, but he was with the Jets. That's fair. Um, but honestly, he's still throwing to Mike Evans. Uh, Godwin's nursing an injury right now. Um, but he, he's going to get to throw the ball to Julio Jones, uh, who is still uh, going to do just fine, uh, taking on the Antonio Brown role, if you will, for this team. He'll, he'll at least, I mean, he won't be near as entertaining, though. Um, and then Russell Gage uh, as well. Uh, they're actually going to... The plan was to start Evans, Godwin, and Gage. They're going to be starting Evans, Julio, and Gage uh, as the three until Godwin's whole. Um, they will be without Gronk, maybe? Until week eight. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Um, he Playoff says picture starts to form, and he'll be there. He says he's <laughs> staying retired this time, but yeah, 100%. We'll see. They they don't have a ton of great options. Um 
at uh, tight end at the moment. Uh, Fournette's going to have the early downs at running back. Uh, Ronald Jones left and went to Kansas City. Uh, so rookie Rashad White uh, will see time on third down and some work between the 20s. Uh, the biggest question mark is the offensive line. Starting center Ryan Jensen is going to miss a portion of the season uh, due to a previous injury. And then uh, Aaron Stinney, who was supposed to be the left guard toward his ACL, MCL in the preseason, is out for the year. I expect a post-cut down day move for the Bucs to build some depth by way of a center guard that can play uh, in one of these roles. Uh, currently, second-round pick uh, Luke Godecki, I think I nailed that one, is starting a left guard, but there is not much depth behind him. Uh, the defense boasts the best linebacker duo in the league in Devin White and Levant David. Fight me on that one. Uh, they were already set in the secondary with guys coming back from injury and uh, on their defensive interior line, which is fantastic. Um, I don't see much room needed room for improvement on that side of the ball. Uh, this team's going to win 11. That's why I got them at. And I, and I at this 12. is a 12. They're competing for 12. I do think their division's a little better than it was last year. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm at 11 instead mm, of 12. Um, so I, I think that Carolina could sneak one. I definitely think the Saints can sneak one. The Falcons will lose two games and are going to be a speed bump for everybody. But um, yeah, I, I like them at 11 uh, and winning the division. Yeah, I have him at 12. I just think, I mean, come on. It's Tom Brady. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I had him at 12 before the offensive line stuff. Um, I think what in in most other cases, I don't think it would impact my my thought as much as it does here um, because Tom Brady does perfectly fine. I think um, avoiding pressure from the left or the right, but it's pressure up the middle yeah. that noticeably gets to him a little bit easier. And when you lose the people that you did with Jensen and Stinney, that's like now that pressure in your face is going to be a little bit more immediate. Um, obviously we know Tom can get rid of the ball quick. That's always been yeah. one of his strong suits. He's obviously one of the smartest people to ever play this game. He's going to still get his, I have no doubt about that. I think probably 11, if only because of the offensive line play. If the offensive line play we come to find somehow is totally manageable, I don't see any problem with them probably being like, uh, I mean, I think they're probably still going to be like a two seed. uh, I I think they're going to in the NFC. I think think they're they're competing with the Rams for the number one seed. I I think it's going to be Green Bay and then them and then probably the Rams. I would I would think. I think those are your top three. But I I agree. I, I do think 11 wins is definitely doable they're they're since brady's been there they're basically the definition of like pencil in 12 wins but i think the line is going to give them a little bit of of a problem tom i think in the end of the year is going to rally everybody so yeah i, I think they'll be perfectly yeah. fine One, but ryan jensen's going to come in around week eight to week 10 i yeah. think they're going to limp to there let yeah. me let me run it through and then we're close this out the, the Buccaneers play at the Cowboys in week one because the NFL gave us what we freaking asked for because that was awesome. That was so much Last fun. year, that was a great first game. Yeah. Uh, and they gave it to us. That's Sunday night football week one, by the way. Um, that's Rams-Bills fantastic. Thursday night to start off the that's, entire That's season. the one great. I'm most excited about. That's great. I 49ers uh, Bears on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, I I might be a 49ers fan for once just because I want to see the Bears get <laughs> walloped. You will. 
I really believe that. Seahawks, um, Seahawks play Russell Wilson. They, so they're playing at the Cowboys. They're playing at the Saints. Then they're playing at home against the Packers. Then they're playing at home against the Chiefs. That's, That's how stretch. they start their their the first five games of the season. Um, they've got some reprieve coming. Uh, they got a bye bye week uh, October 9th against the Falcons at home. Um, they're playing at Pittsburgh. That should be a W. Mm-hmm. Um, then they're playing at the Panthers. Uh, then they're playing at home against the Ravens, home against the Rams, home against the Seahawks. Get a three-game stretch at home. That's nice. That's in Germany. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. That is the Germany game. 6.30 a.m. Hey, our time. You and, waking and, up for that, Grant? No. You're recording I am it. not waking up. <laughs> um, I'm recording You may as well not wake up for They can <laughs> play a Monday games? night game. You may as well not wake up for it. <laughs> no. Uh, then they're happening. traveling to the Browns. They are at home against the Saints. They are at the 49ers. They're hosting the Bengals. They're at the Cardinals. They're hosting the Panthers. Then they get their reprieve January 8th at the Falcons. That's, that is a brutal schedule. They will be very fortunate if they split those first four games. If they're two yeah. and two after that, then they're okay. We're, we're good. Well, that's what I'm saying. Play those Maybe games without your wins. starting center with a rookie left guard who wasn't supposed to be there. I think that's incredibly difficult, even for yeah. the Tom Brady. Um, and and that's what I'm saying. Like when you look at this uh, this lineup and the way that it's shaken that's out, gotta for be them, the toughest schedule of the. It entire... is not. Wait till you see the 49ers schedule. Um, it's brutal. Do you yeah. guys play in New Orleans again? Uh, I don't know if we're playing in New Orleans. I mean, just but we are playing New Orleans. The Rams have a pretty tough schedule too. I mean, yeah, again, the NFC we, West. We, we ha- yeah, we have yeah. the AFC West this season, so yeah. we we have a pretty tough. It, and then obviously we play each other. Yes. so it's, it's right. already and you're hard enough up. as it is. Yeah, but I, I just looking at that. That's why they're 11 for me. I mean, they're gonna have to beat. They're they're gonna have to win games. Looking at it right now, we don't feel like they may win. Um, they're gonna they're gonna have to get. The Cowboys at home or the Saints at, uh, uh, or sorry, the Cowboys in Dallas or the Saints in New Orleans. And the Saints have had the Tom Brady Buccaneers number mm-hmm. the entire time he's been there. And yep. and I don't know. And honestly, I think Aaron's going to get the Bucs uh, even in Tampa. I think they may lose their first home game. I wouldn't, that uh, wouldn't surprise me. At her, I mean, yeah, wouldn't surprise any of us. Um. It's just tough, man. I mean, they could be one and three. They could be zero oh and four, and that's not crazy. That's not crazy. I know. I understand it won't happen because he's Tom Brady, but they could be. Yeah, um, they could be so one and three, and I still wouldn't really lose. I wouldn't faith panic in, no. in them, all things considered. But that no. you know, for the sake of the record, it just makes it so much harder to play perfect football for the remaining thirteen weeks. So we, we have to wrap with this. All right, give me right now. I, I'll give you mine first, and then give me yours. I need. We've already picked our division winners. I need your three wild card teams, um, and uh, as you see it right now, and then we'll close out our NFC uh, preview. I have already taken Tampa in reverse order here. I've already taken Tampa. I've taken Green Bay, Philly, and the Rams. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I already said I was going to take the 49ers. I think I'm going to go my other two. Man, this is tough. There's a lot of good I don't mind. I'm going to, I think I'm going to take the Vikings. And I really, I 
genuinely, I really think the Saints. That'll be my other one. I, I'm pretty much there with you. I think, because, uh, again, I, I'm all there on the Eagles, Packers, Tampa, the Rams, and the Niners. Where, where it gets really difficult for me is, I, I don't know if I trust Arizona entirely, but yeah. I also wouldn't be surprised with them. I do think the the Vikings will get in there, so I'm definitely going to pencil them in. Where it gets tricky for me is Dallas, New Orleans, or the Cardinals. And I yeah. I think I think it's probably gonna be the Cowboys right there in that last spot. Again, if anything it's not a bad pick. If anything because and I'm not rooting for it, but if anything, it's just because of the NFC East. And what they have the ability to do there. It's, they're obviously going to be better than they have been in past years. Um, but I think there's going to be probably over the last three weeks, teams like New Orleans, Arizona, and the Cowboys are going to be fighting for that last spot. And I, I think the Cowboys are ultimately going to pull it together. I'm not super high on them, but they do end the season with a few games, some of those including the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know how we're feeling on the Titans, but the Titans will be there, and then their last game of the season is going to be the Commanders. So I, I think they'll have enough towards the end of the season to kind of bring it home. Yeah. Um, but it, it's going to be close. I, I think they might squeeze in with that last spot. So I'm the two of mine are going to say the same. It's going to be the Niners and Vikings. I think those teams are going to get in. I probably I probably think the the Niners are the fifth seed, sixth seed the Vikings, and then the seventh seed. I I want to be different. Because that's just who I am. Yeah. You're annoying. So I'm going to go Cardinals. Cardinals in the seventh spot. I don't have a hard time with that. So, I mean, I, I yeah, I think they get in. I don't know. I don't think they're going to make much noise in the playoffs. Think they'll score more than 11 points in their game? I do think that. I, think, <laughs> okay. I don't think they'll um, score more than 21. Over under I, I don't 11. Know. I don't know. Points I do scored. Think, I do think this is a better team. I do think the Cardinals are a better team this year. Who? It's, yeah. In some, and on their offense. So... With that being said, who is of the teams that we? Because I think I would agree. Like of the other two teams that I didn't pick, those would be the the two teams that I would yeah. pick to take the Cowboy spot. Who is the dark horse of all of these teams to steal Panthers for me? That's kind of what I was Gosh, thinking. Darn it! All right, I think we're straight across the board. I think yeah. it's the Panthers. Yeah. What I'm rooting I for, could, though, I could is see the, the Lions. The Lions, the Lions at nine and eight to steal <laughs> it. Let's nine, go! I was going to say the Commanders might. Ah, oh, I don't That's like that. Thing. Nobody likes. I don't, don't think I like it. Pick. But if they, you, if they're you at nine really wins. do like Carson wins more than we do. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. That's just straight up. But I, I'm rooting for. Imagine the Lions like an eight and nine wild card, just a nasty Ugh. losing Please record don't. wild card. <laughs> if the, the NFC seven and nine Seahawks, we this, it, it, yeah, if we end exactly. up with a super high low, like yeah. like we get like multiple teams at like twelve Green and five, Bay, thirteen and you four. Get Green Bay versus. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be Green Bay versus Detroit because Green Bay would. Theoretically, have a buy in this scenario if I think they're going to be the one seed, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You have like Tampa Bay and Detroit, <laughs> that would just be <laughs> disgusting. So they have a bye week, yeah. I mean, Crazy. Yeah. Well, th- that's our picks for right now. We will do the the playoff, uh, we'll, we'll do our playoff prediction and Super Bowl winner at the end of Next our episode. AFC uh preview, oh, uh, which man, Grant is so going to headline. Stuff. Uh, so 
Thanks for paying attention. Uh, we did. By the way, we didn't mention we did pretty well on all this stuff last year. I did go through and do a lot of listens. Our my big miss was definitely the Lions. I missed them by four, uh, or four or five wins. Um, and uh, but we did not have a lot of swing and miss. Yeah. I will say we did pretty I was well. Not high on the Raiders, and they ended up making the playoffs. So that was my big win. Yes, that I was would, not. I had the Raiders at yeah. like seven. That's wins. why. That's and why I think kinda, we all felt better about the Broncos than they actually were. But yeah. that was due to injuries and stuff. Yeah. You know, nobody. That's foresaw, why I kind of wanted so. to, to swing a little bit harder on some of these over unders yeah. just to be like, OK, I'm, I'm going to see if we can. What's the harm in being completely wrong? Yeah. You know, if I'm going to be wrong, I may as well go way wrong or it's like the Lions right. winning nine games. Like, but, I, I think that's yeah. a huge swing. But yeah. here's straight up to plug our next episode. The NFC is okay. The AFC is freaking loaded. Yeah. Wait till we go through the AFC West. Dude, it's going to be it so... It is a monster division. I don't know if I want to save that or start uh, off with, we'll we, uh, we, we may need to save it. We may need to backload that episode. But you, you want to hear the AFC breakdown because there are probably 12 so teams that can make the playoffs easy. And you could have there's going to be some debate uh, there, I'm sure. One division in there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, just like we were planning on with the NFC West last year until Grant's team screwed it up. Yeah, but no, until Aaron Donald screwed it up and broke Russell Wilson's finger. There is uh, that. Uh, you could just block him. Uh, <laughs> Do you really think that was a, do you really think that was an option for no. Seahawks O line? And that's how we end the <laughs> NFC preview. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the other side with the AFC preview and our rundown for that. Much love. Thanks everybody. Peace out.